I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bye, guys. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United We celebrate our victories Stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season 11, it is episode 10, apologies for last week, but we're back to review the last three games and they're all wins. With me, you've heard his voice already, is George Bucci, where are you, what are you doing? Hello, hello, I am back. Uh, I am in my living room doing a podcast with you. Uh, no John tonight, he's uh, he's getting ready to move house, he's going to move from deep, deepest, darkest Ripley. He's had a little tiff with Paul Weller. And uh, no Jay, no, no Canning Town Len tonight because he's uh, he's got filming commitments. Uh, but he, he says he will be back next week. But we do have Nigel, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Shed Man. Where are you? What are you doing, Nigel? I'm in my shed. Shed Man. Shed Man. Shed Another 2p for you. Uh, and, you yes, know. thank you. I'm not Back sure I can claim any royalties on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After Dan in the tools last week. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, we've had three games, all right? And we're going to talk about those three games. We missed last week, so obviously it was international break. We recorded a, a two-hour podcast, much to do about nothing, when we had nothing to talk about last week. When we had lots to talk about, we weren't here. So, uh, Everton... It evens out over the two yeah, weeks. Yeah, it does. You're right. Everton away. That was our first match back. Do you remember back that far? I do. It was my mm-hmm. favourite score. A 1-0 win. Uh, we'll start with you, young George. Uh, did mm. you watch the game? I did watch the game. I've watched all the games from the oh, comfort good. of That's my... That helps my, uh, not saying... Uh, the uh, comfort of my home. Yeah. Um, 
Everton. A strange game, I thought. Uh, watching it on TV, it felt like no one really wanted to be there on the Everton side, both players and fans. It was rather subdued, I would say. Um, from memory, it was a pretty boring first half, he says. I'm trying to think back. Yeah, no, no, I agree not, with you. Not much happened. Um, and then you could argue not much happened in the second half, really. We, we scored... Uh, a decent goal from a, a decent corner. Great delivery in the box. Um, we're getting good at them. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those performances where, you know, years gone by, it, that little goal snuck in from a set piece would go the other way against us rather than go for us, which is a nice change that we've uh, experienced over the last 18 months or so. And a very, very good three points away at Goodison Park. Yeah, true. Um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, true story. I can break. hear myself, by the way. Can anyone else hear yeah, me? Yeah, that, that's me because I've had a problem with my earphones, but uh, I'm just about to sort it out. Mm. Echo. There you go. Sorry. Echo. Um, Nigel, what was your view mm-hmm. on the Goodison Park encounter? Well, it's last season. We scored 17 times from set pieces. And I believe that before the Everton game, it, uh, you haven't sorted it out because I can hear myself back again. I believe before the Everton game, we hadn't scored a set piece <laughs> goal. So that was the first of the set piece goals for this season. And you'd, you'd thought uh, uh, we'd set our stall out last season and it was very successful um, to then do it again to have not done that I don't know if it was discerning or not but um, you, you just thought it was a bit strange that we'd scoring so many goals this season but none of set pieces and of course like London buses you get one and then it's opened the floodgates but we'll cover that later I mean it was a, a, both West Ham and Everton was sort of we were wondering where we were would be um, as Everton are probably the team that, that where we thought we were level pegging with Obviously, we've now disproved that theory. Um, very tight game that could have gone either way. But fortunately for us, um, it meant an, an away win, which was three needed points with the, the Brentford game defeat. So, you know, if we'd have beat Brentford and lost to Everton, um, I don't think people would have been too dissatisfied. So, But it was sort of not a po- must-win game. Possession? Coming off uh, the... Mm. Um, West Ham had 61% uh, to their 39. We had 16 mm. shots, four on target. They had 15, two on target. So, yeah, I think we would we would a better team. There, there was, mm-hmm. I think, after the game, there was a few people who thought we were a bit fortunate and that they were, you know, it was a good result. A but I, it. I felt it wasn't a very good, entertaining match. If you only get one, there's not a lot of fun. I think and you we'll said or your dad said, second, sort of said you, um, who was it? Was it you or your dad on the WhatsApp group sort of said? Well, I can't fest. remember. It could be either one of us cheery chaps, couldn't it? Um, yeah. I'd, I, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to it in a minute, but I felt the same about the Tottenham game, to be honest. Um, you know, it wasn't yeah. the most entertaining of games, but I, that's what, like I said earlier, I think that's what's really changed about West Ham as a team is that those kind of boring games where it could go either way, it would almost certainly always go against us. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I 
feel watching those kind of games that we could nick a win here home or away against big teams or small it, it it's just a change of mindset for me as a fan so it must yeah. be something on the pitch do you remember who set up and scored the goal um of the Everton uh, game? Uh, was it a Bowen corner it and was a Bowen corner header. yeah Ogbonna wasn't it there you go Ogbonna uh, yeah. yeah so yeah it was a header from. so uh, yes Ogbonna. the answer to your question is yes yes well done and and that's as you've just said. You know we are getting dangerous again in set pieces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I didn't actually know that stat that Marjorie just chucked out there. That's our first set piece goal of the season, which surprises me. But yeah, I guess that that carries over from memory of last season. Yeah. All the stats that Sky throw up every time we play is how good we are at set pieces. So. Yeah. Anyway, that so, that uh, was the start the, of the, the week. The funny thing about Sky stats is is, is that. They will always they they only they go back as far as they need to to prove the point they're making, and aside from that, because of what I said, there was a great stat about Ben Teke that Sky threw out that he'd scored the most deaded goals in the Premier League, but mm. to get that stat, they had to go back and go since 2012. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it made me laugh yesterday as well watching the uh, United Liverpool game when they. He had the biggest, biggest Liverpool wins at Old Trafford, and I think they went back as far as like 1897. Yeah. I just had visions of the guy, uh, the producer at Sky, going through the records and typing it all out. And yeah, yeah. They can, the stats, stats can be made into what you need them to be, right? We but, we jumped up yeah. to seventh place after that win, jumping above Everton, seventh place on 14 points, played eight, uh, goal difference at the time of five. Um, I forget where we were. Were we tenth before, uh, during the international break? Around the ninth or tenth. Ninth or tenth. Um, then, then of course we had the Thursday game, and and the pattern up to now is win on Thursday, right? Two nil, lose on on Sunday, two one. So that was a pattern. So we were expecting to win two nil, and then maybe lose two one at the weekend. But we didn't. We didn't win two nil. We won three nil. So we move on to Genk. A lovely light show. I hope I hope you uh, got footage of me at the start of it on my phone while the light show was on, George. No, was were you on telly? Were you? I was. Yeah. A lot of people on going. Get off your phone. Who's the light show? I was on the phone in the light yeah. show. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not not a big fan of light shows. Oh, you weren't watching but, it. Yeah. yeah. So three uh, nil. Yeah, three nil. Um, I don't know, Nigel. Do you want to go first on this one? Don't want to. Don't want to take all of the comments. Yeah, the light show. I don't really. <laughs> you know, and I know, do you not yeah, like I completely it? Agree. I completely well, agree. I'm not being funny. I didn't see the first one, and I saw a lot of people going, oh, and it fantastic. Oh, it was, it and was I thought, nice. Right, I've got to go and have a look. I went up and had a look and thought, well, really? Is, is that it? A bit of flamethrowers, you know, and, and um, you know, a bit of lights. Yeah. And Turn the lights on and off. You know, oh, we don't I thought need it was that. great. I to thought be honest, it, oh, of course you did, Sean. Yeah. It, it adds yeah, the atmosphere. These are that. new LED lightings that London Stadium paid a fortune on. I just thought it added something to the razzmatazz of the added European what? League. Sean? Add, it added something Europa to the excitement. Of playing razzmatazz. Genk. Yeah, playing Genk. Yeah, who we were one letter away from being called gunk. <laughs> You know, what <laughs> Do you know what, though? And, and let's move on to the football. We beat them 3-0, but I thought they played better than Rapid Vienna 
and Zagreb. I thought they, they looked like they were going to score, and they did score, although it was offside, than any of they the other nice two we played. a nice little player, number seven, who I thought was Swedish with his blonde hair, but then it turned out he was Japanese. Um, mm -hmm. So it just shows you how far back I am. Um because uh, I thought he was I did think he was like a Scandinavian player and then when we had a look he had like a Japanese name so you thought well there you go um, he, he was a very busy player and he was probably the one player out of their team who I thought could probably do a turn in the Premier League um, I'm not saying 3-0 flattered us we often puffed a bit got the got the got the goal very late in the first half but then yeah. the two second half goals. Forty-five very plus one. Who was it? Can you remember? Yeah. Uh, was it Dawson? It was Craig Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Set piece. Uh, it was. Yeah, they yeah. can't yeah. stop scoring them now. Can yeah. They? yeah. There you go. See, as uh, as I said, the floodgates um, are obviously open. Bowen's goal um, was the best of the three. The type of goal. And then that Diop I think in the middle. Yeah. Qu quite. Um, quite. A it's the type of goal I think that whole fans would have seen him score. Um, yeah, I don't know, goal. not being hard on... I, I love Bowen and I think his work rate is fantastic and, and, and long may he play for us. But I'd like to see what his goal scored, the teams he scored goals against because yeah. I'd have, as of the guess they're more of the lower teams than of the better yeah. teams. He's got a new song. He doesn't seem to look much quite like it. Well, would you? I don't know. I would. <laughs> I bet you were quite thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, um, two no, two more yeah, assists no. from for Cresswell, I, another yeah. one for Lanzini. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, some of the songs we're singing, and there, there's a thing I'm gonna have a moan up before we go on to it. Is we got a thing where we go to Spurs fans. Oh, it's your cup final against us. You're obsessed with us. Yet there we are singing Tottenham songs. Before we're playing Tottenham, yeah, and actually, it's, it's our it's, cup final. It's our cup final. Yeah, yeah, we always is. do that. And Their but, cup but, finals but, but against me, me, Arsenal. Me, me, me and a mate, Paul Turner, we think it's the we should call it the Outer Tanners Cup final mm -hmm. because those old school people, you know, we we Tottenham's just another game. I've, I've got no hatred of Tottenham. I've not got this urge. Yes, I really want to beat them. But as much as I want to beat every other team, it is a little bit special because I can fling some mud at me mates. And, mm -hmm. and, and some of my very best mates are Spurs fans. But I haven't got a deep-seated hatred of them. Now, if we was playing Millwall, different kettle of fish. And um, Millwall, uh, and at the end of the day, it's, it does seem to be a, a, a one-way obsession because I tell you what, and I've asked my Tottenham mates, do you sing anti-West Ham songs? And they're like, no, we sing about Arsenal. Yeah. So so it's almost like where this, the little kid at school that runs up and, and, and so desperate to be noticed, runs up to the bigger kid and hits him just to be noticed. Yeah. yeah I do get that. I do on. get that. It means you more know, to us. A win means more to us than it does to them. Well, no, it... It means more to use lot than it does to some of us. Oh, come on. You seem to be pretty happy yesterday. No, yeah, but listen, beating Tottenham is a, is a great day. But what I'm saying is is that all this, all these, the the, 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 the Tottenham songs and everything Yeah, I don't else, get that. I, I, I do get that, you know, 
West. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Everywhere they yeah, go. Yeah, but and all, all that. It's not that. It, it ain't the, the actual song. It's the fact that we're singing songs about Tottenham when, yeah, we're, not when we're not playing them. You know, don't. Yeah, it, no, it I agree. I, I do agree with you. I, I thought it was a good, again, the Genk fans. We didn't have a problem with Rapid Vienna. Although one, one guy did rip off his seat and throw it onto the carpet. He did get oh, arrested. Oh, yeah, you had to make a news story. Um, but, but on the whole... <laughs> they put a great big buffer zone around the 500. Uh, they sung, but they were disheartened quite quickly when they got started getting battered. And, you know, although it was 3-0, at one point you thought it could have been 5 or 6. The, the thing about European fans is that the, the style of football and, and the, the, the way they attend football is totally different to what we do. So mm. in Europe, it, it's, it, it, it's possibly near enough replicated in a lot of countries. Over here, it's different. We, we we got a quite a sneery attitude to the ultras and, and yeah. the way it is, you know, and we sneer at the palace. And there's a bit of me that thinks, actually, we're the ones that are wrong, that they've got it right. I'd, when you see the way the 500, now, you know, there was about 50 ultras there, but, you know, yeah. all 500 of them were jumping up and down, synchronised, yeah, they were. It was, it was, it was, go, it was well, good fun. Know, was that? Yeah. You know, and the, the only thing that worried me was the fact that it was on that crappy scaffolding. And yeah. believe me, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, should yeah. all be jumping up at the same time on there, mate. Yeah. But, no, they are. Uh, they, they bring them a little bit. And I'll tell you what, the the Zagreb game, I think, is going to be really good. Oh. And you're, I hear you're coming, George. According to your mate, George, he said, oh, yeah, George wants to come. And I've just spoke to your dad and he's agreed to come as well if you're coming. What, what date is that? The 9th of December? Yeah. Yeah, I can't make that one. <laughs> well, do you know I what even happens? said I'm going to come and pick your dad up. He said, oh, I've got I, to come from Ripley. I said, I'll pick you up, mate. I agreed to attend, and then my wife reminded me it is our baby daughter's first birthday. So uh, I and don't think I can go. I know it's she. Um, She's I don't think I can go. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, shame. You're going to miss the European dream, mate. Well, well as, I said to, as I said to Murph, I'll come to a knockout game because it looks like we're getting through. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, if we beat Genk and Zagreb and Vienna play out a draw, we've won the group. Yeah. With two games to go. Yeah. There but you go. I think we'll find that the European games will be the games of this season. And the reason for that is, is that the, pre- the two we've had have been fantastic games. Not so much just for the wins, but because of the atmosphere brought by the away fans. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about the ultras and what, you know, 500 Genk fans put on a little display they did. and I thought it was really good yeah it was quick All stat of catch the stewards to calm down and the old bill to back yeah. off and Ben to be happy. well I did talk and to Ben before the game yeah <laughs> and everybody will be happy uh, they were policing by the way our section 113114 thanks to Marion now is very well policed you have to get your ticket checked four times um, well, thanks West, to him it's how it should be West Ham 63% possession Genk had 37 uh, 12 shots, 4 on target from West Ham. 10 shots, 2 on target from Genk. Not too shabby from them. But ultimately, uh, obviously it wasn't to be. Um, and almost a rotation of the team. Um, Fredericks came on for Cresswell on 67, but wasn't considered match fit to play on Sunday. More of that later. Uh, Noble came on on 67 for Rice to give him a bit of a rest for Sunday. Um, four nails came on for Vlasic on 83 and Ben Rama came on on 83 for Bowen and of course um, I don't know if you saw it but on 89 
Daniel Chester's came on for his debut. I'm told he's yes. uh, one to watch. One to watch for the future. Mm. Attacking midfielder. I'll tell you what, he ran around. He put himself about a bit. I feel bad. For, sorry, Rim. I know it was only three or four minutes. A couple of times, he was on for a pass and players looked the other way. Yeah. I think it was Ben Rama who'd come on as a sub and I'm thinking, give him the ball. Let the boy, when yeah. you bring a young player on like that, Keep giving him the ball because that's the way he's going to get confidence. He, and I um, it was a fantastic he, move. He had a really good little chase back and won the ball back of one of their players, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yarmolenko came. I, I'm a big fan of Yarmolenko, but he came in for a bit of our time. Are you? I am. Well, it's interesting you say that because I'm not. I know you're not. You're also uh, not uh, a fan of... Um, who else? Oh, Ben Johnson. <laughs> we're having a little... I, no, 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 no. Come don't, on, you were giving him out... grief. I just think he was he's our weakest link in the starting eleven right now. And granted, he's not our first choice right back. But yeah. I think looking at it, he is our weakest... And I don't think many people would disagree with me, would they? I thought, yeah. Right, we'll come good... on to that in a minute. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yarmolenko, for me... It just slows the game down so much. In a team where we've got... I mean, OK, in the European game, it, it, that first start at 11 isn't as pacey, is it? I guess. But, you know, when you've got Ben Rama and you've got Bowen and you've got Antonio and then you, you stick him in there, he just seems to slow it down all the time. And mm. it's just the way he plays football. I, don't, I, you know, I just don't think his style fits with ours and the way we're going. Uh, he's he just, about, he's, he just he's seems scored that, two more goals. On, but he just seems uh, so. Everything he does just seems so laboured. He, he, just he like, scored two he just more like... goals for Ukraine, and he's about Shevchenko. He's about to go over the, the all-time record for Ukraine. Listen, so he does I, it for his, his country. I'm not saying he's. A, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying it. it, it, it when he's in that team with the Vlasic's and the Bowens and the Antonios and the Ben Ramas and even the Lanzini to some extent, mm-hmm. you know, he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't fit for me. Okay, fair enough. I think I, I, I was. I, I thought he was a better player than he than. Before he joined well, us, you're, you're glad he, he was dropped on on Sunday. Um, obviously, six changes. Fabianski back in goal may be offered another 12-month contract. Our sources say next year. Johnson was rewarded for his game in the week by by Stark because Soufal is still receiving injections for his groin injury. He received at uh, Man United. He's not going to be back to Villa, I hear. Uh, Zuma started uh, with Ogbonna in the middle. Cresswell obviously was back. Suchek and Rice in the middle. Uh, Kral is obviously uh, got COVID, so he's um, still isolating. Bowen, Bomram and Fornells and Anthony up front. Uh, discuss, boys. Um, our cup final. Um, no. All right. Well, we, my cup final then. Um, it's not my cup final, but I, I do. I know a lot of Spurs fans, and it is great to wind them up on a on a Monday morning as I, I did I today. Would, it's definitely one uh, fixture I look out for and forward to. Uh, perhaps maybe it's a younger generational thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I've I, I for one, you know, obviously I don't come from round there, but for me, Millwall obviously is a big big game, but I've never been. Therefore, a you know when we've been well, I guess I have haven't I for the when we're in the championship that year. But for me, you know, Tottenham is definitely one I look out for. Mm. Um, and I have got some close friends. One particular close friend who is a very, very, very vocal Tottenham fan, and thinks and goes on about them winning the league when they were top of the league <laughs> last year. And 
so I always take great pleasure in, in taking any points off of them. So um, I was very keen to get one over them this weekend, and so we did. Uh, yeah. I think Tottenham are the most boring team we've played this season. Yeah. I think they, they slowed the game down even more than Yarmolenko would have. <laughs> I like that. Um, he They just don't offer very much going forward. Uh, there's been lots of talk on Talk Sport today. Not that I've been listening, but I've seen it on socials that uh, what players in that Tottenham starting 11 would get in the West Ham starting 11 right now. Yeah, and there's that. arguments Son. that none of them would. Well, Son, I think, is Son the only being one. the only one that yeah. was being up for debate because even you know Kane's not scoring, Antonio no. is, so would he? Yeah. I just, I, you know, they just didn't offer very much going forward. They looked very shaky at the back. Yeah. And they just seemed to slow the game down in midfield, and and I didn't really enjoy watching the game. I thought it was a bit of a boring game. Yeah. Until we scored, and I was absolutely loving it. Well, I know you were messaging your mate George saying, oh, the atmosphere seems flat. But I tell you what, it wasn't flat, George. It was again, pretty. Again, sitting watching from my armchair, as I do these days, mm. uh, it, it was coming across very It, it was quiet, selective where they put their microphones. Yeah, I think they are. But it, it was rocking. Because it, it's, cause it's Tottenham, right? I'm not saying it's rocking everyone, but it was it was a good atmosphere. <laughs> was it rocking up where you were, Nigel? Well, we never get, it never, the sound never gets up that high, but it was next to the wafer. Um, listen, I'm up in the gods with, uh, you know, a member of his representatives um, now, it seems. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, good evening, uh, Reverend. Yeah, good evening, Reverend. Uh, I, 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 I behaved myself with my language this week, I'm sure you noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, God or the Reverend? Just the names I called you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I have been sent uh, a, a West Ham mixed Spurs team. Um, and um, this is the team. So this is a West Ham and Spurs best combined team from this season. So someone's picked this out, AD, and he's gone for Fabianski in goal, Creswell, Ogbonna, Zuma and Kufau at the back. Kufau. Obviously Johnson, whatever. So, But then he's gone for Rice and Suchek in the middle with Fournals, Ben Rama and Bowen. Uh, playing in front of them and Antonio up front subs he went for Areola now I think he's being arse here because I, I think Lloris could make the subs bench <laughs> uh, he then went for Kane and Son um, which I suppose we've got to give him really considering we ain't got a reserves really but then we go uh, Lanzini Johnson Diop and he, he's then I think he's been arse on um, Dawson because he then went for Regulon on the subs bench as well. So uh, I've sent that to my Spurs mates to discuss, um, who all seem to be strangely quiet about discussing. Yeah, funny um, that. This, yeah. I'll give you a stat attack. Uh, West Ham only had 38% possession. Uh, I mean, Spurs had 62. We had 13 shots on, uh, 13 shots, four on target. They had seven and four on target. Uh, but it didn't seem like that. I'm, I did say before, and I did a little prediction. I'll never get these right, but I got this one right. I said it will be a tightly, a tight uh, game, finely balanced London derby, with the only difference being Mikel Antonio, 1-0. That's what I said on Claret and Hugh in my predictions, Lauro versus the fans. For once in my life, I got it right. And it was. You could, if I was trying to be independent and balanced, like not um, George said a minute ago, there probably wasn't a lot to pick between the two. 
except for Mikel Antonio. He made the difference, without a doubt. Well, uh, yeah, and I think that that comes down to another reason why I think it's a big, big game for us, because you could argue that Tottenham and West Ham are on this, maybe Tottenham a little bit further ahead, but on the journeys of them as a club, where they are right now, I think they're quite similar in terms of stature. And I think that's why that game is so, so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So big for us now. Yeah. It's not the word I was looking for, but I'll use it. I think it, it's a, it's a nice comparison as to where we are right now against them, and, and to to beat them is always it's always good. Team wise, I th- I think it shows. I was talking to someone today. I said the thing is, Tottenham's on the slide, and you can see that. And I think I was talking to my uncle, and West Ham's on the rise. And th- th- this was sort of a, of a benchmark test. And in winning mm-hmm. it again, um, I think it actually showed that we, we have gone past them. Um, while it's not a Tottenham podcast, if we look at it, they've gone from Pochettino and Mourinho to, you know, Nunes <laughs> Santos. And, and on whatever way you try to dress it up, and not being asked, because I quite liked him as a manager at Wolves. You know, if you're a club that two years ago was in the Champions League final, that ain't the man to take you back. Um, yeah. So for me, it's sort of a, and if all we and if you look at Tottenham's team, the way they played on the pitch, you know, th- th- I think for two or three years running, Tottenham turned up at that stadium and went three 0 up yeah. in beating us three two, uh, and that that they they are just a shadow. Yeah, of the the um, team that they you're are. You're right. Kane and just didn't look like yeah. ever scoring. Really, let and me tell you one other thing that I came of, and this is showing how West Ham have come. I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, fancy Premier League, right? Mikel Antonio is the third most chosen player, right? No, second actually. Forty-six point eight percent of all fancy leagues have got Antonio in their team. The only one. With more is Salah, on, on who's got is in sixty eight point one percent of teams. Ben Rama, thirty three point eight percent of all teams have Ben Rama in, and the same with Cresswell, fourteen and a half percent have Cresswell in their team. For the first time in a long time I can remember, people are looking at West Ham players and putting them in their fancy team. I know that this is showing how far West Ham have come. You wouldn't have any West Ham players. You think, well, I'm not putting a West Ham player in my my fancy team. But people are now looking for Antonio every week alongside Salah to score week in, week out and get them bonus points. It's great. It's a great time to be alive as a West Ham fan. I hope hope you're lapping this up, George. Well, no, I, I, I am, you know, I'm... I'm very aware I mean, that it still feels strange to me. Like oh, no, earlier, question, yeah. Actually, that's, that's a good point, George. I've got a question for you. Mm. Being a boy of youth, because you're still under 30, so you are... Only just. Literally uh, only know. just. Yeah, well, when that goes, that's gone, son. <laughs> but just so milk it while you can, yeah? Um, believe me. I mean, can you think of a better two years or year and half so far possibly two years can you think well, no, of not, not in terms not in terms of results and standings and and where we finished in leagues and competitions we're playing in the, the two years that would stick out for me would be 
the year we came up and the year we got to the cup final. 2005 came up, 2006. Yeah. So those two years there Mm. were probably my most enjoyable of supporting West Ham. Then the the next that springs to mind is that last season at Upton Park when we had Payet firing, Lanzini, Sacco. One off. Yeah. That would be just the one season. So, funny enough, this is probably this is probably a second. Yeah. This is probably second to that year for me. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was gash. I thought Did we you? were awful. Um, I, I weren't cut out too much on Pardew. There was a lot of negative football, but the funny thing I thought about Pardew is he seemed when we got into the Premier League, we became a different team. And we were more expressive and expansive, and we weren't so negative. It was almost like mm. I thought at the time. I thought it was almost like Pardew was made to be a Premier League manager. In um, I don't know whether the desperation. I, d- I just think. I just think season. you think you think about that seat. Well, that season we came on particularly. You know that game at Highbury, and well, they just they yes. really stick out for me as some of the fondest memories of. Support oh, my yeah, the, the for me in my age, 5-6 season was um, yeah up there in one of the best seasons. That that if I was picking out, you know, what have I done now? This is season forty odd. That <laughs> that would be in my top four. four oh. That would be in my top five, definitely. Probably in my top three. Mm, no, pushing it, definitely oh, top five. That yeah. So it's not a bad choice then for me, really. No. Is there no. anything else you want to... I mean, great result on Sunday. Uh, as you say, George, not a great game, but great to be there and experience it all. We, yeah. we move on uh, to make it four in a row against City. I, I think they're going to put out their uh, their reserve team, but so may me. Uh, so may we. Uh, what? We'll see. May we, wouldn't we? Um, may we, may we. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say about the Tottenham game, because it's it sort of, your dad brought this up, and I wrote an article about it today, is obviously uh, there was a bit of trouble at Mill. Um, a, a steward seemed to forget to lock the door that separated West Ham and, and Spurs uh, on the concourse, right where we are. Uh, Schoolboy era. And Spurs tried to break through. Two of them were arrested. And, uh, you know, the videos have gone viral and, uh, you know, police say they're going to do investigations. But some of the songs, and I wrote an article after your dad brought this up and go, you know, they're singing about pikeys, you know, and they, they, they love to use the, you know, the Y army word as well. Uh, I won't say it because, um, you know, but the word pike as well is considered a racial slur. You know, how do Spurs get away from it you know it's like they're untouchable they can use the y words right they can use the p word against us but but they're untouchable if it's west ham it would have been on the front page we'd have been fined and and you know you know people would have been banned but anyone at spurs seem to be untouchables why is that george i don't have the answer to that sean why is that nigel (laughs) Well, I, do you know what? I, he, the, the thing is, people like you will complain and point fingers. It's finger pointing. Just ignore it. So what? 
you know, so what? If, I think, if I, I, I think there's a, you know, it's, it's one rule for one and one rule for another, though, isn't oh, it? I don't That's think what the point it is. is. I just, I, do, I don't think it is. I, do, I don't know. Perhaps if they'd have done it inside the stadium in front of the TV cameras, um, it, it, it may have been a bit. I just, I just look at them videos and I think, one, Six pound a pint, and you want to throw it over people. <laughs> yeah. You know. Did you see the guy two, with the walking stick as well? Well, yeah. Two. What you kick open the door, and then you all run away. Yeah, what, that's what's true. What's all that? But you know, there's the, the, the free. The fact that they could kick the door open just shows you how bloody inept. And this ain't on the club. This is on the stadium. Oh, this is the people running the stadium. They 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 got a seg line door. Protected by one security guard, yeah, and I do and not no security guards whatsoever for stepping out of the way. Because at yeah. the end of the day, if you're only being paid a tenner an hour, I'll step aside, mate. Go on, then you go yeah, through yeah, the door, yeah. see what you get. Because I'll tell you what you'll get: you'll get twofold coming back, mate, Mister yeah. Tottenham fan. You want to go through that door, and that's the thing. Yeah. All this, let's stop them fighting. Fuck it, let them fight. Yeah, they must the shit fighting, out of them. Man. I don't know, and that's the, that's the there, funny there was thing a story it. in the papers day, you know, violent conduct, fighting uh, people, and you think, well, there wasn't. There oh, was people threw don't beer. Don't turn over. man and say anything about stories the way you dress. No, hang on a up. minute. I wrote it like no it was. Right to complain <laughs> about I said, other people. I said, I said, yeah, people right, threw sure. beer. Anyway, you might you might have written this one in that way, but most of yours you don't do. Let's be all honest. right, all right. Calm down, calm so, down. You be can't honest. point fingers at other newspapers and whatever when the. Gush, you write at times. All right. Anyway, it's time for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nigel almost forgot to put a question. I was not reminding oh. him, but unfortunately he did. But there's only a few. Nigel. Did you, did you notice that? There's I did notice. John, and I thought, I'm going to say uh, George thing, will say. be pleased because 17 minutes ago, I wrote, shit, it's question time. I forgot getting quick. Um, where you may not be pleased, it's, we, I think we've got 17 already and there's a few on Twitter. Nine to ten, anyway, what? Next, first up, it's a uh, top fan, apparently. Sorry, got, Russ, sorry. DJ we've Russy got, B. We've got button. 19 comments, which is more than one comment a minute since you posted it. So. That's mad, isn't it? Do you know what it is? We are massive. We are massive, yeah. We are flipping <laughs> massive. <laughs> Although it's the same like 19, that. 20 people that comment every week. So. Yeah, don't, don't thank spoil you. the illusion. I appreciate it. Don't thank spoil you. the illusion. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about someone that has commented later. Uh, later. So, uh, Russ says, who do we buy in January to get this squad to the next level? So, we're fourth, Russ. What next level are you looking at for a start? Um, but who are you buying in January, George? I wish I knew. Um, we need another striker, don't we? Who that is, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I've got no answer. We're just a, a striker, please. Maybe mm. go and get Jesse Lingard. He's not having a good time. Well, I was about to say that. Did, did you see? Did you not read? Did you not receive a story on Claret and Hugh? We no, I don't read. I don't it. read Claret and Hugh actually. Right, right. No, but it got sent to me. Right. Um, Quickly, I'll just go and get it. Go on. Um, it did get sent to me. The one I wrote this afternoon? Yeah, so apparently Hammers could pick up striker for free. West Ham have the chance to sign a stroker target. <laughs> That's not the Jesse Lingard one. 
No, this is uh, some Italian, Andrea Belletti. That's right. But apparently, he's not a striker, people. Um, I think he plays he's just behind. He's a stroker. Perhaps he's on the line. I don't know. What is a stroker, Sean? What position is that? Well, you know... Because uh, it's, it's, it's your story. It's equivalent of a fluffer. Yeah. Anyway, I've just changed it. Now it says striker. Yeah, well, I've got a screenshot, so you can change it all you like. So thank you to Rambles uh, for sending me that. Oh, thanks, Rambles. <laughs> yeah, that's really kind of you. Oh, Wish so you told you me when okay, it so, yeah. Well, but Belotti, Belotti is a decent player, right? by yeah. all accounts. I haven't seen much of him. But, yeah, he's, you know, he's available for free. for free. Yeah. So we can get him for free. We can't get him free in January. No, in June. But but interestingly, uh, Jesse Lingard got grief. I don't know if you've seen this, but got grief from United fans at Old Trafford yesterday. Yeah. And he said, you, you need to step up, Lingard. And he went, what? I'm not even on the pitch. You need to work harder. And he was going, I work hard every day. End of, you know. So that doesn't sound like a very happy Jesse Lingard, does it? No. No, it doesn't. But, uh, I'd have him back all day long. Yeah, me too. Bunk, me yeah. too. And, and would I. Hashtag right, me next too. Up, it's Atley Chops himself. <laughs> Marion Williams. Spoils. Oh, does the board stooge know if the club are contemplating reducing the price of season tickets in certain sections of the ground due to the fact 10 minutes into each game, Royals, supporters can come from the cheaper areas of the ground to those of a higher rate. <laughs> so, so I'll be quite quick. No, they're not thinking of reducing it. They might increase it. They won't reduce it. And I think, Marion, to be fair, in the last two games, including on Sunday, uh, they're doing quite a good job of checking people so, in yours. Believe me, yeah, I can see how many people are down there. Yeah, but you know what? They hauled on Sunday. On Sunday, they were checking every time you go in and out, right? And they were hauling people out. You know, there was one person in front of me, and he said, "Show your ticket." And he showed some old car ticket. He goes, "Go on out, mate. You're not in here." Uh, So they are. They are doing their best. And I spoke to. But then, if they're stopping people, how did he get past then? Well, because I think what happens is now. Let me talk. I think what they do is they go via another exit and then go along the, the, the front or the back or along the rows, you know? They come in from the sides. It's like a pincer movement. Yeah, so then then they're still struggling to contain... Yeah, but when they fight, if anyone... They come up and down those... Oh, well done. Uh, they come up and down those aisles, and if they see people double abreast, they say, show me your ticket, and if they can't show a ticket, they're out again. I promise you, they are trying to... They're doing their best. And I spoke to Geordie Ben, and he said, I'm going to well, look, there's, there's an easy way this. to do it. Go on, The CCTV system they have must have what's called people counters. And all they need to do is draw a square box on the CCTV system around your area, yeah. set the people counter, because I'm sure the cameras they've got and the, and, and the software they're running um, can do it, then they will know when there's too many people down there. They will. Okay. All right. I'll pass that on to Geordie Ben. Pass that on. Uh, Anyway, uh, Appy Chop says, despite assurances from the stooge that overcrowding will be dealt with, back to normal for the Spurs game. I'm backing you up here, Marion. No, I don't think so. You're right. It was. Checking tickets prior to the start of games is pointless when no checks are conducted once the games start. 
it's just too easy to move across the rows. Yeah, I, I agree with him. They were still doing after the game started, but moving across the rows is the problem. Does the agree. club accept they ignore fan safety and COVID protocol that they hid behind? I don't think they accept it. They understand it's a problem, it's though, and they're trying to address it. But it's more, it's easier to explain it than actually solve it, as you know. Uh, hey up, lads. Aye, uh, it's Nicholas Harvey from Yorkshire. <coughs> What's a week, he says. Three victories. Aye, cup of tea. And it's demonstrated that we are building a very decent squad. Strong performance versus that lot from North London and a nice to win in our cup final. It is, Nick. It is your cup final because you're from Yorkshire, out of town. Uh, I do think we weren't quite so good in the final third in all three games, but you can't question the defending and commitment, and I'm certainly not complaining. He says Ben Johnson's definitely going to give Kufau a run for his money. He's looked very composed in all the three games last week. A yeah. smart head on young shoulders. Oh, shut up, Sean. He then says, I see Ben Campbell's heading over to PGA MOL, which is the referee's um, he is, yeah. uh, professional game. Something. Professional game. Uh, in the new year, the head of comms. He is. He's... His experience of defending the indefensible will no doubt be invaluable. <laughs> I'm also surprised that Sean didn't apply for the role. A drum roll now. Sean? What? Oh, that was... He says, I'm surprised that Sean didn't apply for the I, role. I did not apply for the role. No. But... You don't need to know how sausages are oh. made. No, if you, you start saying say. what you're going to say, that <laughs> will cause a whole heap of shit. So I, I'm not going to say I'm it. not going to say you turned it down because that is just simply <laughs> whatever. Questions for you guys. What should the documentary about Noble be called if it's made? Um, The Noble one. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think... Um. There must be some pun, isn't there? Mm. You're not a big fan of this whole idea of having a... I'd call it the boy that threw it away. Oh, yeah. You you, you don't <laughs> like it, because he... Well, he had a fight on the pitch, didn't he? I remember being heartbroken Threw the fan well. away. And, he, yeah. and with it went his legendary status. Yeah. I felt like that as well. That was one time, I remember, I got really angry. Yeah. And I turned around to Sullivan and Gold and Brady where they sit, and I said, "What the f have you done to our football?" You turned around. You was at the front. I see ya. Yeah, you were with no, me. No, that's when I that's when I made my way up there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was that moment that I I think that I I just thought this is no good for me. It's doing my head in. Anyway. Mm. Next question. Oh, <laughs> next question. Uh, from Samantha Hardy. Oh, that's your um, wife. Oh. Is it about is kitchens? Really? No, it's not. Have she you finished a kitchen? It's uh, snagging. Uh, can you say <laughs> a big thank you to the golfers and people who made a donation to Naz Furrock? So yeah, we well can. done. So I'll tell you what I want to say. I want to say a big thank you because I went round with your mate, Sean. Who's that? Gary. Did you actually go round with Gary Prince? I went round with Gary Prince. Oh, there you go. 
Nice Absolutely one. top man and his mate Zach. We had a great old laugh, sometimes at your expense. Yeah, I'm and sure. It was fantastic, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and uh, luckily, uh, uh, dis- despite me shooting, as people may hear, a very atrocious 120-odd, uh, I had my previous card from the same course where I'd shot 104. Um, yeah. So, obviously, a very bad day at the office Saturday. Well, we yes. will be talking to someone else uh, later, won't sure. we? Sure, why didn't, why didn't you play? Um, well, if, yeah. I'd, if I'd have known uh, you could win a keg of beer for coming last, I might have done it, actually. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, Sean, if you play it next year, I'll, I'll come and play it. Oh, really? You, you've yeah, got I'll to come, come and play it. I'll tell you, because... They're, they're oh, I would love to see you play golf. We're, really? We're not yeah. great golfers. <laughs> yeah, really. I used to play yeah. golf for your dad, you know, Gary. Yeah, oh, yeah, about as long as his dad played it, yeah. yeah. He doesn't play anymore, he refuses to. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll play you. So, yeah, big thank you to all those things, but um, I know, well... How was, how was Ian Dale's bag? Oh, that looked special. Did it? Yeah, that did. did. Were you indiscreet and ask how much it cost him? No, but someone else did. Oh, right. Can you share that or not? <laughs> he did. Yeah. How much? I'm not telling you. Oh. Anyway, you have to ask him. All right, all right. Uh, all right, my did answer he, did he, did you get, doing. Did he get the uh, yeah the Billy details Horsell. off Billy Horshaw? Well, he went to the same company that made it. That made so it. he had exactly... The only thing the and had made different was obviously... The name. The name. He didn't have Billy Horshaw yeah. on it. He didn't have Billy Horshaw on his back. Billy Horshaw on his back. Yeah, that yeah. one, obviously. He was at the game, um, wasn't he, on Sunday? He was, yeah. Both sorry. Ian and Billy. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking about Billy Horshaw. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. assumed Ian would be there, yeah. Yeah. All right. Was Billy Horshaw at the game, was he? He was, yeah. He was, yeah. All right. Where, Guest where of was uh, David Gold. David oh, Gold. Of course he was. David, David Gold. Gold. David Gold. We should bring back, for one time only... David there we go, question, question time. time. Yeah, we do that. Sure. This time, 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 time. He's not that active on Twitter anymore, though. That was the problem, isn't it? No. Anyway. Uh, Anywho. That used to be good fun, actually. David Gold. Uh, yeah, you've got to go back to, like, season We've, two for that. Let's hear what the gaffer's got to say. See, see, what see. What the gaffer has to say. Uh, uh, stupid voices have actually been part of this podcast since the beginning. Yeah, they have. Well, they it's, have. Um, it's ironic. It's like that, actually, <laughs> Nigel. So I'll tell yeah. you. Along with Clunge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, you, you lot seem to have started the the old ITK movement, wouldn't it? With old Clunge. Clunge, yeah. The original ITK. Mm. I don't know if we started yeah. it. I think that'd be, that would be. We shouldn't say we started it. I think we jumped on it with that. We glumped on. Well, it we jumped the on. First time jumped I knew of ITKs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dodsey says we are West Ham. We are effing massive. Um, Evan, oh, he's got an Evan away day. So of course we we forgot to. We need to sort the jingle out for Dodsey's away day update. Oh, he said he's writing for you. And he goes, oh yeah, I've, I've written something for the away day for um, more than just a yeah. book. I went, what? He said, yeah, it's a new yeah. feature. I went. We're a democratic society. I don't yeah, think that Nigel has run this past me. I don't know. Well, then again, you know, nobody knew why we didn't podcast last week. But strangely enough, Dodsey knew. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
I did tell them. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) We can keep the pretense up as long as you like. Yeah, yeah. So we'll cover that a bit later. Thank you. All right. Uh, so Dodsey then says Everton away day we set off at 7.30 in the morning in miserable weather that's what you get when you live out west people because the wind blows from the west to the east and that people is why in Britain in industrial towns all the industrial part of every town was always built in the east like the east end of London was the industrial shit bit when they dumped all the scum and the reason for that was is because the posh people lived in the west didn't want all the horrible smelling stuff and the wind in this country comes from the west and blows eastwards so therefore the east end of london manchester newcastle the east end of glasgow was always the shit area because that was the way the wind blows and the posh people didn't want to smell all the crap there's a fascinating fact for you anyway it turns out they got on. Uh, they they stopped off at Birmingham to pick up a coffee and got back on the motorway. It had been completely shut, and they were diverting everyone round Birmingham. He parked up in Stanley Park, took his life in his hands there, due to the fact that everywhere around Liverpool and Everton are now permit parking. At ten pound for parking versus hundred pound for a house seems steep. <laughs> uh, they went to the Arkle pub. And there was about 800 West Ham fans singing their hearts out in general good... Do you know what the Arkle was, Sean? Do you know what Arkle was? A pub. What is the pub? What was Arkle added? Um, was no. it a character in Wind of the Willows? No, I believe it was a horse that was in the Grand National. Um, there you go. The Grand National, obviously in Aintree, Liverpool. Uh, walking through Stanley Park with Liverpool ground on the left, it was clear the snowflakes had been out and about and Liverpool had bought all the houses around their ground to stop the singing. Oh, it's scarce, you got no roof on your ass. Uh, he thinks Stanley Park should be renamed the Stanley Piss Park. It was on the way to Everton's ground, 200 West Ham fans were all in the bushes. Um, once in the ground, it was clear Everton had no idea how to serve hot dogs. Yeah, we're a foot-long sausage, we're a foot-long hot dog bat, and they were a fiver, versus a delightful three-inch gourmet shite for a tenner. Beers were in bottles with caps removed. Uh, this was frustrating, as I'm only used to standing in a queue for half an hour. And he had a spare half hour on me, and so you need to have a word, Sean, that obviously Everton are doing something wrong. I need to have a word. This, this report quickly. is too long. 150 words yeah. maximum for Clarence and you. He's gone yeah, way over that, long. and we haven't even started oh, no. the game yet. Uh, Everton fans were chanting, calm down, calm down, calm down. And I said, oh, it only Sean Nigel get to say that on Canning Town Lennon, a podcast. Uh Blimey, this is what Dogs is going to jump on? through. I don't know. What uh, is he's going, going on? through the songs. Nigel's reference to Super Six, how excited you are that Laura Woods and Kiss Kamara are in your league, oblique towards the bottom. How many other famous people do your Super Six? Oh, I don't know, actually. Um, have you all seen the snack food challenge with Antonio Bowen and Kufal? Yes. Have you seen that? Sn- I have oh, seen that, yeah. It's a fantastic content. Nat! Who's, who, that's with Snack, is it? 
No, it's Snack um, food challenge. It's official. It's official. It's on. Uh, it's on the uh, West Ham YouTube it's channel. Jack, mate, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, Jack, mate. Yeah. Uh, who is he? Is he famous? Because he's a, he's, like... a, he's famous in the YouTube circles. He's uh, he's got his own podcast. That's now he's employed by Spotify to make that podcast. The Spotify. Oh, well. Is he Bazinger? No, no, that's Bazinger. Oh. Bazinger's Bazinger. Oh. Jack, mate, I don't... What is he, money, um... Cootie Tweety Pie? YouTube pie. channel. YouTube channel. No, oh, it's right. not Tweety Pie. Tweety Pie. What does he do on it? I don't know. I can't say I'm a, oh, a big watcher. You're I do listen to some of his podcasts. Oh, oh, well, you say that, Nigel. I'm nearly 30. I'm not that into that kind of... <laughs> but the, uh... Yeah, his podcasts are, uh, Better than his YouTube videos that I've seen, anyway. He has guests on there and stuff, so some of the guests are pretty decent. He's had Ricky Gervais on there and... People, oh, show off them worth listening to. Uh, next up, uh, Dodsey then finished says Nigel Cannington Cornish pasty comes second out of six, Pie Mash came third, and Jelly Deals six. Well, I've not seen it, I'm gonna have to go and watch it now. So, um, yeah, I won't, I I won't ruin won. it for you like he has, but um, all oh, right, yeah. well, what won then? <laughs> Yeah, tell us. I think it was some kind of chicken parmigiano thing. The whole the whole thing was it the whole thing was it was um you trying different foods from different places, I think. And Sue Fowl did it, Antonio and Bowen. And it turns out that Antonio and Bowen wouldn't eat anything. Bowen wouldn't eat anything. Antonio ate some bits and Sue Fowl ate all of it. Did anyone eat the jelly dittles? Obviously, Kufau ate yeah, the jelly Yeah, Sufa- Su- Yeah, he did. He did. Um, only a tiny bit. The other two refused to. So, yes, this is what obviously, I mean. Dodds it's a complete waste of time, to be honest. Don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> Dodds is obviously writing in Cornish here, because he's put Eels, E-A-O-S, when, of course, Eels are two E's, Dodds. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, sort it out, son. Adam Levitt. Young Adam Levitt. How are we doing, Adam? Uh, Adam's still got a complaint, Sean, and and the club has gone quiet on this, as has the OSAB and everybody else. What's going on with the bloody season ticket cards? The ticket we ain't had a ticket in update again. Again, I watched people struggle in the past games with understanding how it works. I figured out the best way to do it, which is to use the barcode on your phone, and 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 that way the the barcode works better than the QR code. But if the club gave us season ticket cards, we wouldn't be having this problem. But the club, of what, just wash their hands of it, Sean? Well, let me tell you a little story. In between eating? Um, the story is, um, I, I turned up later, 22, um, two, so 20 minutes before kickoff, And there was a queue on security, but I got round through it in about seven minutes. Then I got to the turnstiles, and that was at 22. And um, I thought, oh, shit. I was 22 and I looked at my watch. Ten people in front of me. And um, you just texted me. And I was through in four minutes. Um, now, there were other cues where someone was having a problem. I was probably a bit lucky that the ten people in front of me all got through. First time, my son with a broken phone. First time there. It did take me two attempts, I will now admit. Two attempts, put it through, didn't do, put it through, second time, green, got through. Um, right, four people, right, so ten people in four minutes. Yeah. 
is 2.3 people per minute. That's yeah, it's poor, Sean. It's not great, is it? <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing, yeah? When you look at it like that... But you, you're right, you but four them. minutes didn't ruin my day, right? Um, but let me tell you a story. So, my partner in crime on Clarence Hugh, Hughie Southern, um, couldn't go. He had a problem with his eyes, so he couldn't go to the Spurs game. So I said to him, well, can you email me your ticket? Uh, because uh, Leon wants to go. Ex-DJ um, uh, Leon wanted to use his ticket. And he said, well, I haven't got a one. I've got a paper ticket. I said, what? You've got a paper ticket? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, the club sends me a paper ticket. I said, oh. Paper, didn't... People in front of me had paper tickets, yeah, and I asked them. So we had paper tickets. So I then had to um, get him to email the club to send on a ticket to, to Leon so he could go to the game. Right, and, and, and I'll tell you what, what he could have done there. Go on, it then. does work. And I don't care. I'll tell people, yeah? The paper ticket would have a barcode on it. Take a photograph, yeah, of the paper ticket and the barcode will get you in. I will say, Huey's over 65, Leon's not, so he did have to pay 28 quid to upgrade the ticket. We oh did it the proper well. way. Then that way, a lot of touts, way, by the way. I, might, I walked up, plus um, John Rutomsky, uh I'm supporting Food Banks. Good to see him twice in a week out there in the cold, collecting money. And um ton of touts out. How do touts work, Nigel, when mostly it's Why all electronic now? Because you know, <laughs> touts in your family, mate. I don't think I've ever admitted that, thank you. <laughs> Uh, allegedly, uh, how did I get it? Like in various ways, various ways. I don't want to bore the listeners with uh, what people get up to. Michael Levy Jr. He says, moving swiftly on. Uh, evening all. He says, um, what a time this is for us. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Bit of doom and gloom there, Mike. That's what I love. Proper West Ham. <laughs> we know it's going to end at some point. Uh, Moyes is doing a fantastic job. He's got to cut the questions. Uh, if if the Amrity Year vote was tomorrow, who gets your vote and why? So who's going to win the Declan Rice Player of the Year award? Mikel Antonio. Oh, okay, there you go. Declan Rice. Declan Rice, thank you very much. Uh, secondly, if you could make one player in our current squad defy father time... And stay at the age they are now forever. It goes a bit like Peter Pan. Uh, who would it be? He's going for Creswell. Mikel Antonio. Yeah, that, name sprung into, that name sprung into my mind as well, actually, Creswell. He's yeah. playing very, very well at the minute. Probably the best he ever has done. Mm. But why wouldn't you want Mikel Antonio in his current form to stay at this age? Because and at any, any second his hamstring could go. Maybe it ding, won't. Ding! Hamstrings are cheese. Fabianski for me. Well, you heard what I said. Yeah, My source is close to You heard what I said. Uh, you heard what I said. Uh, he's going to be offered another 12-month contract as long as he stays fit without injuries. Yeah. We'll leave them voices to Len when he's back. Uh, next up is Paul Nolan, the chauffeur. Beep, beep. He says, uh, it don't have as many questions or comments uh, in comparison to Mary Nordodzi. Uh, good to see us back this week. Hope everyone is friends again. 
Oh, what would that be? For what reason? Uh, just seen the video of the trouble Sunday v Spuds. Will we see any action taken, do you think? The trouble with the Thunderdome is people can easily move around and away fans can potentially sit in the home end. Currently enjoying this squad and Moyes has certainly been vindicated. Maybe man, you should have given him more time. Question to use all. Do you think we'll get a striker in January? And will you be having a bet on us winning the Europa League as we're favourites? Is that right? We're Ten to one. To win yeah. The Europa League? Before champions. My, well, I was going to say, my advice would be don't bet on us yet. Bet on once the Champions League teams enter and I'll, odds go up. Yeah. At the moment, we're favourites. Before the... Well, I... The uh, others drop in. We're ten to one favourites. in there. If we if we win um, the knockout first round of knockout games, which I think puts us in the last sixteen, it does. Mm -hmm. I'm booking Seville there and then. Mm. You know, we could let's let's be dreamers. We can win this. I think, I no, agree. listen, as I said, I don't know if it was on the air or somewhere I said it. No, no, Fulham and Middlesbrough got to the finals. <laughs> yeah. If Fulham and Middlesbrough in the last 15, 16 years can go to the final of the UEFA Cup, but Jesus, so can we. We'll be four games away, won't we, of winning it? Mm. Um, well, last 16, no. It'd be more than that. No. Four, or four games of being in the final. Well, no. Be six no, games. Try again. <laughs> Hang on. Eight at uh, six. Uh, so sixteen into eight. Knockout, right? Right. Hold up. So last. So we win the knockout stage. We're into the last sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two games in the last sixteen. Two oh. games in the last. All right. Eight, sorry. Two when two I say sorry, sorry, four. sorry. Hang on. When I said games, I mean teams. I don't. I didn't mean. Uh, oh, you need to. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Teams. I love West Ham. What? What game West Ham are? They're so good. They're the best. West Ham are the best game I've ever. Oh, I love West Ham. They're my favourite. They're my favourite game. I love West Ham. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, and I oh, used sorry, the wrong I thought word. again. I'm to say. What do you think the result will be uh, in in? Uh, but think of it as two Wednesday's halves. Game. A game of two halves. One away and one at home. And therefore, you know, if we if we go two one up, then well, it's technically that's a game of four halves. Sean. All right, game of four arms. All right, move along. Nothing to see here. No. Sorry, it's Nigel. Just to be crash. clear, that Nigel, Nigel meant um, Sean meant games. No teams, oh, not games. Teams, teams. teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Opposition. Opposition. That's a better word. Opposition. Maybe Microsoft. Um, Dodds, he did say. Sorry, I forgot to say. It was. He was very pleased to meet the mighty war, because the mighty war and Dodsy met up. Who's the I mighty war? It's Mr. Ian Wiley, and Ian right. Wiley's up next. Hi, lads. He says, glad you're back after your week off. <coughs> uh, great week, which Ian didn't know until Dodsey told him. Uh, <laughs> why? Great week of games, especially Thursday and Sunday. Because, yes, he was over from France, um, or, or Guernsey, as he likes to call it. As I managed to get to the games and the brilliant results, he says it was nice to meet more fellow listeners. Not sure about Dodsey's accent, though. It sounded a bit different to how Nigel did. I thought it sounded exactly the same. He, he talked like that. He says, in my accent, he really liked that. That's what he said. Oh. Uh, can we continue with what would be a massive win over City? That would be a massive win. 
Uh, yeah. Top fan. Together, winning that team. That would be it'll it'll team. be their second or third team, and and obviously we're probably not going to. So, so is that a team? Is that team like team? Or oh team yeah, team yeah. Like no, well, no, yeah. Well, mm, yes, mm. maybe. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. No, yes, no, yes, no. Jazzy Jazz <laughs> says, uh, "I'm worried about Vlasic in terms of can he offer more than we currently have." Suchek for me has to do more. Suchek has to do more for me alongside Rice. We need a Modric, Monker, Bishop type player next to Rice. That's a bold mm. statement. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about Vlasic personally. I think you know he hasn't had much game time. No, he's shown bits of of good, bits of average, but I don't think it's worth worrying about. Yeah, I think. Looking at it, it's, it's sort of the same thing as Fournells and Ben Rama. Perhaps it might take him six months to mm. get to grips. But he's, with, he's a good option, uh, right? But with the, all the games we've yeah. got, it's nice to have someone of his quality on the bench and to come in. And he's, he's playing the European. Game, let's not forget, he's playing the uh, Europa games. He's getting but he's not setting the games. The Europa light, teams. Is he? Is he Europa the teams. teams no, the games or the teams? I can't remember. <laughs> Any the man that goes on forever is Chris Miles. He uh, says, any news on the exciting topic of our single QR code season tickets? Good question. No. Good. No. Sorry, Chris. It's gone Chris very quiet. In fact, yeah, now you've reminded me, Chris, I will ask the club tomorrow. Cause cause the, the club evoked we've just all forgot about it. Yeah, you're right, and I haven't forgotten about it. So, thank well, you have that. until we just reminded yeah, you reminded me. So I'm gonna write a story. <laughs> you literally about just that. admitted that. Yeah. Yeah. You literally <laughs> just said you had forgotten about it, and then you <laughs> thirty well, seconds later, well, I have forgotten about it. But. You should work for the government, Sean. You know, <laughs> you are that good. Thank you. Barry Carcass is up next. He's gonna pick the bones out of this. This is well, hey. glad to have you back. After the way Spurs controlled most of the game yesterday, do you feel we need to go 3-5-2 for the Liverpool game? With their superior squad, can see a player dropping off our back four to pick up the ball like yesterday. They could do us a lot of harm. Also felt it affected our front four's ability to create. Antonio seemed to struggle to hold the ball up yesterday also. I think that's a dangerous thing to do there. On three, yeah, five, it'd be handball. If he Liverpool. holds up the ball, you know, it's it, that would be handball, and you get a booking. Yeah, for I, oh, I, I just think <laughs> that will turn into a five-three-two. I um, would, I would play Liverpool. Liverpool. I would play Liverpool the exact same way we played Tottenham yesterday. I would change nothing. I would. Let it be a boring game and then try and nick a goal from a set piece. I think that's the perfect way to play them. And we can't do any worse than United. Nope. Well, we can, actually. Well, we, yeah, we could. But we, <laughs> but, but we won't. But also, even if we lost 6-0 at home to Liverpool or away, wherever it is, then it's, it's still not going to be as bad as United losing 5-0 at home to Liverpool, is it? True. No. Uh, Paul Teton uh, says, "Evening all, uh, Lingard." Now these are the questions we like, Paul. Short and to the point. 
Do you think he now <laughs> regrets not joining us after yesterday's shit show at Old Trafford? Yes. I think he probably yes. does. There's probably a little bit of him that thinks, I wish I was where I was being played and people liked and, me. And, yeah, and beating Spurs and fourth. Have we mentioned we're effing massive and we're fourth? We're in a Champions League spot as it stands with two points off of third place uh, Man City. No, three points off of third place Man City. We're four points off of second place Liverpool, and we're only five points off the off the leaders Chelsea. Has anyone mentioned that? You just did. Oh, yeah. You just did. okay. Good. Well done. So Wednesday night at half time, there I am talking with a friend, Sean, uh, who, who now appears to be friendly with you as well. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there I am sitting there with him. Explaining to him why there was no podcast this week. Uh, the the real reason, not the official crap you put out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, there was a gentleman sitting directly in front of me who I have noticed has been there. Uh, this is his first season sitting there, but he was on his own this week. Uh, so there I am, extolling the virtues of why we didn't podcast. To which point, as I finish, he turns around and goes, Ah, you must be Nigel. Next, we have the Reverend Jonathan Lowe. Who he I sit right next to you. There he goes. He sits in the seat in front of me. No. And he had what to listen chances. to my foul-mouthed rant, uh, to which I had to apologise and asked him to put me in a good word. Uh, and he is a, a vicar, as my mate said, uh, who, who, who I introduced him to my mate, who sits next to him as well in the same row. And he said, oh, that's Vicar, that's funny, because he sits up in the gods with us. That must be why. Um, <laughs> there you go. Closer to heaven, Jonathan. Uh, dearly beloved, he says. Uh, firstly, I want to say what an absolute pleasure it was meeting the shed man in person. What a nice bloke. I was also very impressed at the improved performance in the halftime quiz. Yeah, I made sure he heard my answers this week after my shock showing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, question. Did anyone else question. feel nervous every time Ariola got the ball on Thursday? Oh, There's that's a bit of a sensitive subject, that. isn't it? Oh, yes. I know what he's saying, actually. I, yes, he's he's not that great. He's not, uh, And frankly, it's one of them things where you think, actually, I'm quite glad we've only got him for a year <laughs> to try before you buy. Is, it is might it, be though, a case of because he, we're not buying. But he's he's not playing at all. He won Player of the Season at he Fulham is. last year, which I know. Well, he's not though, is he? Really? What has he had? He's playing in the Europa. He's playing in the Europa League. Yeah, but once uh, and in the League Cup and the League Cup. Sorry, I, I feel like I sound like I'm in the goalkeepers' union now, doesn't it? He's had five yeah. appearances. No. Okay. Look, I'll defend yeah, he's, goalkeepers. He's Forget it. Till the cars come home. But frankly, he is a number two. He ain't what I thought. I was expecting someone to come and be number one or get his chance and keep the number one shirt and sort of have a fight off with Fabianski. But the oh. fact that West Ham were already talking about offering <coughs> Fabianski another contract says to me they're watching what I'm watching. Yeah. Um, True story. The, the vicar then follows it up. He says, uh, Super Fab put his best performance for a long time on Sunday. Yeah. And perhaps we were hasty, or he was hasty, in thinking he was past it. Um, 
I got really annoyed that one of my gold crowns came out last week for the fourth time. So if you could choose one body part which would never wear out, deteriorate or fall out, what would it be? Uh, blessings from the Reverend Jonathan. So if you could choose one body part that would never wear out, deteriorate or fall out, what would it be? Probably my penis. We all fought it, but you <laughs> said it. Well, that's what, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> and on that note, I might actually leave you. Cause I'm gonna I was just debating whether I should say that or not. But, uh, uh, <laughs> well, at least <laughs> I quick, used quick the uh, scientific term. Uh, quick, quick prediction, prediction for the team on uh, Wednesday and yeah. the team on on <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, uh, we're gonna win. We're gonna win two one on Wednesday and one nil at Villa Park. Ooh, it's been a pleasure. Right. George, Thank you enjoy much, dinner. Enjoy. What is dinner Love before you, you go? Do you know what? I've treated myself tonight. I've got fish and chips. Oh, fish and chips. Yeah, I know. Excellent. Monday night treat. Fish nice. and chips will All never right. be the same to me after Friday. But yeah. anyway, more of that later. More of more that, that later. later. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. All right. See you, Georgie. See you later. Bye. 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 See ya. Next up is old Ziggy Stardust. David Jones. Evening noises. Another great week to be a West Ham fan. Great result on Thursday and a better one on Sunday. Uh, Unbelievably, he says he got he happened to get asked for his COVID status by a very polite young lady. Oh, he said it was more like someone doing market research than yeah. a check, and I very much doubt it would have had any bearing on me getting in. My question for Sean is does he know what percentage of players, board, and stadium staff have been double jabbed? It wouldn't be right to assist on fans having a vaccine, but not the players. Ooh, there, that is well, something you would love to write about. Well, I did write about this, and I got in trouble with the club today. So I wrote a story, which you won't have read, because you don't read in many of them. COVID no. officers are inefficient, was my headline. Club on oh. to me straight away. And they said, well, what have you based that on, Sean? I went, observation. They went, what observation? I said, I came to the beginning of the stadium. I saw two young women with covid officer jackets just talking to each other drinking water not talking to anyone not stopping anyone they said how long were you there i said five minutes i did i stopped for a while i took a picture of them and then i walked around the side of the stadium and i passed other covid officers and most of them were just had their clipboards and you know, I saw one person stop and go. Uh, could you answer some questions? And, and the person said, "No, <laughs> right." So they seem to be really easy put off. If if they said, "Can we ask you some questions about your COVID status?" and you said, "No," <laughs> you could walk on, right? And then I spoke to some other people later on. So I saw a number of these COVID officers not doing very much or being rejected or or fobbed off. And one person said to me, "They asked me for my COVID status, right?" So I said I'd already been checked elsewhere and they go, oh, that's all right then. So there's no consequence of you saying yes or no or anything else. And I thought, and I said this, it's all for show, all for the Premier League show. I I didn't think it was effective. And the club sort of took me to task and said, look, this was your observation. We understand a lot of people got stopped and randomly checked. And I said, well, okay, if that's true, I'd like to be balanced about this. How many were checked? And they said, what do you mean? I said, give me a number. The 60,000 there. How many people were stopped? No answer. Well, give, me a, give me a rough number of what the percentage... Nothing. So I said, look, if, if you want me to... 
If you don't like the story, give me some data. Give me some management information. And the real truth of it is, and I said to them, I said the real the reason is you don't have the you either don't have the information of how many people were stopped, or it's so low you don't want to give it to me. Either way, it don't read very well. And you know, with all greatest respect to the person who was talking to me from the club, I said. I saw this first-hand, at best you saw this second-hand, because there's no way you were walking around the stadium. So, that was a long answer, I know, Nigel, but it's... Oh, sorry, have you finished? Yeah, I, I thought it was just, it's just, it was just for show, oh. to show that we, West Ham, are following, but, you know, these were young people, probably on, as you said before, £10 an hour, and there was no consequence, literally, Covid officer, do you want to... Do you want to? Uh, can I ask you some questions? If you said no, they'd just let you go on. So waste of time, in my view. Were they wearing a mask? No, they were not. They were wearing, and I've got a picture of them. They were wearing. Actually, there's one last story I tell you. Someone one, and I read this on um, uh, um, social media, so it must be true. One person was asked for their COVID status, and they asked the young person whether they had been double jabbed, and uh, the person said no, and said, "Well, if you haven't been double jabbed." Why should I tell you my status? And on they walked. But it, it's um, it's all it's all for show. I don't think the, mm. the club don't care, and and they've oh. just agreed by the Premier League, and they're trying to hush it up. They didn't want me to write it because it's sort of hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Exposes, but I think other clubs are doing the same. You know? Yeah. But anyway, long answer, sorry. Thank you very much for that. I'm glad you brought that up, Dave. Yeah, really. I'm sure they are now. Thanks. <laughs> Purple high-vis jackets. Yeah. And and if you've seen the picture, oh, you're like it. It's a COVID officer. They've got some black gaffer tape that actually blacks out what it said before. So they couldn't even be bothered to buy new jackets. They've, they've used gaffer 
Gorilla tape, whatever it's called, to black out what the high-vis jacket said before, probably Olympics or say, and now it just says COVID officer in black writing. True story, bro. I have finished Next now. Next up, I don't know if it's not a name I've ever seen before. Michelle Rude. Welcome Ooh. to the family, New Michelle. Listener. I just check on her picture and it says, Ooh, went to Brampton Manor. She's a tanner. We, we love tanners here. We especially do. Michelle. We need a few more. Evening all, she says. Uh, she probably talks a bit more common than that. I'm pushing her voice up, people. If she went Brampton, believe me. Even though it was a step up to the school I went, I can't knock it. Uh, so much praise for Declan at the moment. Deservedly so. Can't understand why we haven't got a song for him. Equivalent to the Payette song think it would go a long way in keeping him a bit longer. She loves the pub. Brady out! Brady out. That's where we need Len. Where we're missing him. We miss you, Len. Come back. Um, yes, Brady out. Uh, that is a good... What song has Declan Rice got? Uh, I don't know if he has got one. He ain't, has he? He must have had one somewhere, Ram. He's got that rap Rice, song. Rice Baby, wasn't it? That was all. He's got that Declan Rice rap. Oh, right, yeah, but nobody knows what that. Mm. Uh, thanks for that, though, Michelle. A pleasure. Georgie Urbano. Uh, hello, fellas. As it's an emergency, he'll chip in. He goes, I'm nice like that. Uh, does Ben Johnson keep his place? When Kufal comes back, bearing in mind, great point this, Georgie, we've yet to concede when he's playing. Keep up the good work. Not thought about that. Um, for me, the person with the shirt keeps it to begin with. So when Kufal's fit, he needs to just let Ben have his time and see where it goes. And I don't think he complained the way he's been playing. Can he, Sean? Sorry, I was I was looking at Declan Rice songs. Yeah, I could I could <laughs> tell you. Uh, do you know what? I've you, got this habit of knowing when you yeah, are. Yeah, but do you know what? I was just attention. searching Google, going uh, Declan Rice song. I'm sure there's Declan Rice song. <laughs> what was your question? Uh, the, the the question was: Does Ben Johnson keep his place when Kufal fits? Yes. It? Bearing in mind yes. we've not conceded a goal. Yes. With Ben playing. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Ben, and I know not, yeah. some people are not, including George was giving me on on WhatsApp from his armchair oh, right. was giving me grief about Ben Johnson on um, yesterday. I'm going, oh, he's made a few mistakes, but I thought he had a really good game. Made a few mistakes. Oh, I didn't. Well, that's news to me. I, I think it's fantastic, the boy. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, not completely rated by the people who matter, but still. All right. Well, there you go. Next up, there's someone I rate very highly. It's old cheeky lines, Steve, the postman. Evening, lads, and the doggy man. Uh, glad to hear everything was okay last week, and it's great to have you back. Yes, fan bloody tastic result beating him horrible. Sean's <coughs> um, sorry for the foul language, but I hate Tottenham and everything about them, especially their fans. Uh, my question is: Now we've seen what this team can achieve, do we need to sign anyone in the January transfer window? And if so, where? 
I think we've covered this, to be fair, Cheeky. Yeah. Uh, any personal preference who we sign? Um, in January, you never really get great quality. Though you could get someone. Personally, I'd have another go with Lingard. I think the way Man United yeah. are going. Denver Bar? Um, well, Denver Bar's retired. Oh, um, no. So, yeah, we can't be bringing him in. Um, or... I don't know. Could if Newcastle still hasn't got any uh, a manager in and they're still trundling around with Graham Jones, uh, you could try and get Sam Maximum, but um, I'm not sure. Who was uh, it who scored that trick? Who uh, we linked with? Josh King. Josh well, King. this is the mad thing about it. So, so you look at it and you think Josh King never Everton signed him. We were we were looking at him if the rumours were true. Um, he leaves Bournemouth, goes to Everton, but only for six months. But even though apparently he was being offered to us for seventeen million, if I'm right, remember off the top of my head. Um, but he goes to Everton for six months, um, permanent contract. But then, with the uh, Ancelotti leaving and everything else, they decide not to keep him. Off he goes to Watford, and. I don't. I think. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't know if he's been starting for Watford. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure how many goals he's got. But obviously, you know, he he had a point to prove. He didn't celebrate the first goal, but but Jesus, did he celebrate the others? Which was quite funny because obviously playing for Everton was Richarlison, who's ex Watford, and when he scored, he did celebrate. So there you go. Um, cheeky finishes. Thanks for giving us this amazing pod. We're all legends. We're not the legends. You lot are. Because without you lot, we're just a couple of idiots talking amongst ourselves. And he thinks he should include Sean. Next up is old Barry Meekle from Canardia. Um, since the reason given for West Ham terminating the agreement with Socios last year was games being behind closed doors, is there any danger West Ham returned to his platform? No. Um, was that really the re? That wasn't the reason. I don't know, but I noticed Socios has popped up with a couple of other clubs. So yeah, so I know. It's still about. Um, yeah, how have the recent Europa League results affected the club's UEFA coefficient? Is that not worked out at the end of each season? It is. Yeah, I don't rolling? think it. It doesn't yeah. affect it game by game. But look, it, it, where we finish um, will will affect it. Um, and and you know we're earning lots of money. Every win is worth three hundred five hundred and thirty seven grand. We got to over two point something million for doing it. We get another one million point one point one euros for winning the group. You know we're I think we're on for like four and a half million as it stands in prize money, and that's without the ticket money. And I didn't mention this, but we're getting forty seven thousand for every home game. Uh, which has got to be worth a few mil. You know, it's, this this season, by the way, let me just tell you, you know, everyone's been complaining about why we haven't made much money since we left the bowling ground. The ticket revenue for this season will be phenomenal for, for a number of reasons. The first reason is, obviously, everybody's back and it can't be worse than last season. Oh, you've brought this up. Go on. Hang on, hang on. No, I'm not going to bring yeah. up what you think I'm going to bring up. The second okay. reason is the Europa, right, effect, and, and, you know, doing okay in the Cup. So we've got a Man City game, which is going to sell out, 
which is incredible for a Wednesday. So we've got the mat, we've got the um, League Cup game, we've got the FA Cup still to come. So I think, but the other reason is um, there are now more general tickets. They quietly reduce the amount of season tickets to about forty-five thousand during COVID, which means that now eight thousand three hundred general sale tickets can be sold per Premier League game. Now you might go well. Who benefits? Well, the, the season tickets are so cheap, it actually makes more sense to, if there's demand, to sell more right. so general you have tickets up now. Yeah, now deliberate move. Yeah, of course. And, it and is. this is the thing to right, raise revenue. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, and and this is the thing where so right, you blow smoke up there, ask Sean. But these yeah. are the questions you should be asking. Go on, then. They've reduced the season ticket holders. Yep. Yeah. By how many? Uh, I think, uh, well, there, at one point there was only 3,000 general tickets. So over a period of time, it's been by 5,000. Natural wastage? I think there's there's two factors here. Um, so how do the club reduce it? Yeah. Bearing in mind, if everybody... They don't put... Renewed, so when people don't renew... They right. don't put all those tickets back on for sale. So all these people that have paid a tenner to the waiting list, and every year it's been there's been fifty. Hang on a minute, that went long we're time ago. 50. You were at a meeting with me with the head of ticketing, Nicola Key, right? Hold up, though. that's gone. It's also at a game where recently the club was still advertising on the business. Yeah, they do. The only way to get a season ticket is to pay ten pound to go on the waiting Correct. list. So. They cannot sit in a meeting with us two years ago and claim that that's gone by the way when they're still doing it. Right, so let me explain to you. Somewhere. Let me explain to you what happens now, right? And it's not, you won't see any claims in the last two years of 40, 50,000, right? Basically, they weeded out the list of saying, right, okay, if you don't get back to us, right? And they wrote to me as well because I was on the list for through another name just to see how it worked. If you don't get back to us and, and opt in, you're off the list, you won't be invited because there was so many people that originally paid for it. You know, it's still for life, you can still activate again, but you get taken off the list if, if you get offered one on, or you don't opt in. You have to opt in. So that means there's a more concentrated list, right? It's a lot smaller, and it means that if you want a season ticket, right, there is a few thousand on it, the chances are you will get it. But, but actually, they're quite in demand. I don't think the things are linked. I think they do want more general sale. They want to increase revenue. You can't have it both ways. You can't have cheap season tickets and cheap and mostly season tickets and moan about the revenue. You've got to get that balance. And and one of the attractions, and you're going to hate me for this, one of the attractions of having a um, a stadium in London, in Stratford, at the former Olympic Stadium, is it is a big tourist drawer. And they know there's demand for tourists to come and watch a Premier League game, right? And they hope that they get the bug when watching West Ham. And therefore, they know it's quite easy to sell these tickets to tourists and earn more revenue, which generates more revenue for the club, etc. You might not like that, but they are there's a deliberate strategy to bring in more <laughs> new supporters. Yeah, that, they use the word new supporters. Let's, oh, let's translate please. it to tourists, right? They're, they're going after the tourist market. And shame on them. Okay. And shame on them. It's in plain sight, though, to be honest. It's in absolute no, plain it's, sight. It's, 
I beg to differ, but still. Well, I'm telling you now. We'll um, I look forward to it being raised in the next OSAB meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, um, next up, uh, Alan Day. Uh, it says, evening, gentlemen. Short message, no question. Great time to be an Amers fan. Declan Rice, love yep. the man, up the Amers. And he's put Alan Day, the Rolls Royce salesman. In your dreams, Al. I think you were down to Skoda, mate, the last time I drove around the North Circular and had a look. But uh, next up, it's Richard Kemp, who I think was an uh, army major during the um, during one of the wars, Gulf Wars. Uh, evening, chaps. Welcome back. Hope you're all okay. He's got a quick one for Len. He's not here. What did he make of the artwork on the official club page? <laughs> I thought it was like a Poundland version of Len's work. A Poundland? I think you're 99p over the top. But what I will say is, I struggle to criticise the the graph that the, what they're doing in the club, the people, because at the end of the day, someone's drawn this. They put a lot of time and effort in, and everything. So good for that person. I don't want to rubbish what the person's done, but the, what the club have done, which then probably want to go into and, and whatever is to me damn right disrespectful and disgraceful at the end of the day um and i'll leave it there you know this is what happens when non-west ham people get to run a department and get given a job um just a total lack of understanding because this looks like it was done the person that had done the mishmash West Ham drawing, who I think did a mishmash drawing of loads of clubs and is possibly not even a West Ham fan. So there you go. I don't disagree. Again. I don't know who buys um, programmes. I don't know how many. Well, a lot of people buy West Ham programmes at the end of the day, Sean. I, I, more people buy half and half scarves than probably West Ham programmes. Well, oh, don't start me on that because. <laughs> Half and half scarves at the best times annoyed the bejesus out of me. But having West Ham Tottenham half and half scarves and seeing the amount of people I wearing know, them. it was awful, wasn't it? Jesus you know, you just see them and you go, tourists, 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 oh. tourists. Who no, buys half and half no, scarves? No what, Tottenham fan would buy one. No West Ham I'll fan see, would I'll buy one. Well, you say that. I see a little boy running up the stairs, full West Ham kit. Fantastic sight. And his mum's coming up behind him with an half and half scarf. No. Now, at the end of the day, you could say I blame the scarf sellers because at the end of the day, if they didn't have them, yeah, they. But you know that's all they seem. I I walked through Stratford the last two this week. No, they have claret and blue. Well, I don't see them. I just see mainly half and half scarves. I mean, how many scarf sellers do you see? About four or five. You see a few, don't you? Mm. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because obviously, see more touts though. Tell you what, no, on, no, on Sunday, more touts and yeah, scarf sellers. Yeah, but it was big game, Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, they're all illegal, though, aren't they? What, Those the scarf sellers? The touts, yeah. No, the scarf sellers. All right, yeah, yeah, of course they are. Yeah, so it's funny how they can trade, yet if I went, can I have a merchandise store along the route? They'd go, no, sorry. Yeah, but you know the scarf sellers have not got a, a stall, right? They're walking no. with them around their yeah. arms, you know, and they're moving yeah. on. Yeah, I, I, I do know how it works. All right, yeah. excellent. So I won't admit to knowing because you'd bloody spat it out anyway. 
but I know how they do it. Oh, it's some of your family, probably. No, not family. Uh, Paul <laughs> Smith says, evening all, I'm a season ticket holder. He lives in Dublin. Ah, oh, the fair city, to be sure. Uh, in Dublin, fair an... city, where the girls are yes. so pretty. Purchased an international claret membership for his daughter. Huh. There you go. I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I knew they did, yeah. Uh, next time Sean's talking to the senior source, uh, can he point out that we're having to pay 19 euros import duty to actually receive our so-called membership free Ooh, gift? Oh, that's a great, that's a great. Um, Add that to the 45 pound membership free, which is an extra five pound more than UK fans pay, makes a total of 61 pound, all for a cheap shit scarf, a book of glossy Mark Noble photos. And the pleasure of being able to buy match tickets. I have returned our free gift to sender. <laughs> also emailed the club suggesting in future for international membership. They scrapped the free gift and instead just charge a fair price. After all, we buy membership and online and tickets are emailed. The overheads must be minimal. Uh, guess what though? Still waiting for a reply. Brady out. Well, do you know what? That's a really, I mean, it's a really valid point and I will raise that with the club. Uh, I don't think it's quite, sorry, it's not quite a senior source level, um, but I, I will make sure it gets the right person who is actually responsible for this. Right. Uh, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, the, the mad thing is, I sent a football shirt, a West Ham shirt, to Germany as a, as a special surprise treat to uh, my German friend. And uh, it can't be much of a surprise because customs have blocked it. Mm. So it must be a Brexit. And customs told him, you need to tell us what it is and what the value of it is or we're sending it back. Um, so, so I had to tell him what I'd sent him. And the idea was it would be a surprise yeah, when yeah. you got it. <laughs> you know, you think, well done, Germany. Yeah, yeah. But the so Brexit's got a lot to answer for. He says, uh, Martin Rose Sports, evening or what a week for the team. When Moyes was first appointed, what was your thoughts? Uh, yes, I was in favour the second time. Um, I thought he'd done well enough the first time. But I did think he'd be just a stopgap. I didn't envisage it being this good. I mean, if I'm honest, I'd like to be honest, I did think unam- not very ambitious. You know, mm-hmm. someone to yeah. keep us in... And let's be honest, a lot of us thought this. Someone to keep us from relegation. Someone to keep us in mid-table. Did I think we'd finish six? Did I think we'd be challenging for Champions League? We'd be in Europa League and we'd challenge for Champions League again. Did I hell and did anyone? Mm-hmm. But fair play. And something we didn't mention earlier, and I hope you heard, because we were singing it down in in the uh, lower tier. You know, there were three renditions on Sunday of um, David Moyes Clarence Blue Army I hope I hope yes that, we did we yeah. sang it upstairs as well. oh well done well done yeah. and you know that's that's a great because West Ham fans don't easily sing that to their managers do they nor should they no and it's it's not nor overused you know it took a long time for us to sing it um, to uh, Slavin Bilic probably once or twice but it wasn't a regular thing no Bilic got it quite a few times uh, yeah. Allardyce, thankfully, I don't think I ever heard it. We well, did. I did. Um, I sang it on Soccer AM. 
well, there you go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you, uh, you know, luckily in the grand, us uh, many resisted because he didn't deserve it. Um, anyway, Ricky Burns, uh, you, uh, you know, it's not the, the, you know, the old fighter, Scottishman, Brady out. He says, help me, Sean Obi one. You're my, you're, you're my only hope. Sean Obi. Uh, me, my wife, and yeah. are, are looking to take a four-year-old and a seven-year-old to their first game at the stadium. Yeah. What is tricky that it has been a nightmare with school football kickoff times work schedules. Yep. We're now hoping Boxing Day could work. Woo. Well, here we go. Will it happen? Do you know when the tickets go and sell to the general public so we can try jumping on them? He did try up a Man City. We could not get four together and then they sold out. Thanks for your help. Ricky Burns caveats it, not the box or the dead rally driver. There you go. It's good to know. Good to know you're not the dead rally driver, Rick. Uh, I need to look up when they go on general sale. I'm not around. I'm in Mexico. So uh, you can have... Cut the seats here. Yes, there's two seats, right? Um, Though I wouldn't suggest where Sean sits taking um, a little child. You'd be more better off up where I am. Yeah. Um, Look, contact me. Um... Either on the Facebook or or uh, Mr West Ham Football at gmail dot com, and I'll see what I can do for you. Yes, there you go, Rick. Uh, and make sure you do that. Uh, John Mackay, okay, the new uh, evening. All I used to go to school with a kid called John Mackay. Uh, always look forward to the pod, but too lazy to say thanks up to now. So thanks to everyone, including Sean. <laughs> <laughs> We've never managed to back-to-back top six finishes. Very true. And no manager has ever managed more than one. Not sure you're right there, John. Uh, So if we at least repeat last season, it would make Moyes our best ever manager. Oh, John, you can't be saying that, I'm afraid. (laughs) I believe Mr Greenwood had a couple of sixth place finishes. Um, I believe Lyle had a sixth-place finish and a third-place finish, naturally. Um, back-to-back? Uh, well, no, we've we've never had to back. And, but what he says is no manager has ever managed more than one top-place, top-six mm. finish, which is just, frankly, I'm afraid, John, not true. Maybe he's talking about Premier League. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. He's he's definitely not Scottish. I take that Okaida new back, John. He's got an English flag on his <laughs> So he's not a, a Scots Mackay. Come on. He's you, you, started, <laughs> you started. You started by saying you're only doing a few questions because you did it so late. Well, and listen. It ain't my fault. Right? They pile in. Jason Backhouse says, Evening, gents. Great to have you back. He's been an amateur for over 40 years. Well, your photo tells that story as well, Jace. Um, 35-plus going to games. He thinks Zuma and Oggy, he believes this, are the best pairing he's seen in my time at the heart of our defence. Faults. <whistles> Alvin Martin and Bonzo. Tough act to follow. They are pretty decent, though, I must admit. Zuma, I think, is really great. Um, yeah. Oggy has been great, but I just have that nagging doubt. He's getting older and older, and I'd really like to see um, Diop, uh, former partnership with um, 
Zuma. But I think they're a great partnership. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they are. Uh, Stuart Ling, evening, gents. He ain't got a question, but he just wants to say how lovely it was to beat that. Made my week. Keep up the good work. Getting through him, he says. Bloody hell. In your own time. Uh, uh, Len replied to Richard Kemp. We'll leave that there. Uh, Finbar Mackay. Or Mackay. Uh, evening, gents. Uh, I congratulate, congratulate you on being the premier WHU podcast. Of many decades of support in the Irons, I still expect us to lose every week. I know. Yeah, I know. I agree been. with him. Uh, but can we do it? Can this team become legends and actually turn all this good stuff into a trophy? What do you reckon? I, I think I, I, it's on. Uh, well, I think, I it's think it's the, on. Yeah, winning the Europa League and getting. Do, do you know what? And my dream I'm getting Champions is the League FA place. Cup. I know it is. You know, we go straight into the third round, so we ain't got to muck about with the lower league teams. Hopefully, you know, I don't. You know, that is my dream. My dream is the FA Cup. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, UEFA Cup. As I said, I'll be booking, but FA Cup. Next up, it's your mate and a very now good friend of my book. Before, but a brilliant Saturday. Good evening, gents. Firstly, thanks to Shedman for the golf day. Really enjoyed it. Um, despite the fact that my score meant we came last. <laughs> Poor old Zach and Gary got dragged down by me. Um, good evening, gents. He says, really enjoy. Questions are, with the schedule so tight now, do we start to rotate rest players and prioritise? Should we play our strongest... All right, so let's go with this. Should we play our strongest 11 in Genk to get to the group one and then play the kids in the last two group games? I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Not for me. All out, beat Genk, play the team that beat them 3-0, play them. We need If we can get this wrapped up, so we ain't got to worry about the next two games, um, then, you know, all well and good. Even though, let's see how we do against Man City, because I, I I don't know <laughs> if when was the last time we won three home games in a week. If we ever have, probably back to eighty five, eighty six. Um, I just I, I'm going to be walking into that Man City game thinking, do you know what we can do this? Because I'm half expecting them. Even though Pep does like winning the League Cup, if you look at they've won it, I think three out of the last four years or something stupid like that. Um, I just think this could be, you know, we could we can do them. Never know. Cheers for that goal and say hello to Zach for me. And don't worry, I won't out him as a Liverpool fan. Uh, Dominic Luff says, all right, gents, uh, we're in fourth again. Europe is our bitch for now. Is it time to stop the GSB out ranting? Yes. Uh, oh, okay, it's a we can just make it be out instead. And that's where I am. Be out, Dom. Um, oh, my God. You started off. There's 34 comments. Hold up. Uh, well, I've near enough done them all. All right. I think. So, uh, Davy Smith says, uh, Welcome back, boys. Uh, great win yesterday. But I do feel Lingard will make us so much stronger in that type of game. 
It hit the ground, ground hit the ground running. If it came back, especially as Benny blows hot and cold, so frustrating. Is there any news there? Is it a case of watch this space, Sean? Sorry, any news on Lingard? Well, I, I think there's been no contact with Lingard or his brother and Louis Scott um, or or his dad. So, you know, there's no point because there's no window open. Come January. You know, he knows our numbers. He can call us, see where it goes. You know, but I don't think there's anything now. No? You don't think? I don't think anything's happening as we speak, no. Right. Why, do you know something else that I don't know? No, I don't, actually. Um, Joe Frost asks what player do we think we should look to get in in January well there you go Joe you're the verb we're talking I'm going with Lingard um, one will fit into the team Camerandri and no big time Charlie but he improved the squad I think we've just laid it out there um, Brady out says Joe um, Fazamania uh, says do you think our success at set pieces is covering up a cutting edge up front um, horses for courses, I think, Faz, to be honest. I think at the end of the day, it's good to have that in the locker. As I say, we were successful with it last season and look what what platform it's given us this season. So, it, you know, earlier in the season, we weren't getting the set pieces, but we were scoring much better. Teams are going to play a lot tighter. The better West Ham play, teams are going to start taking note of the way we play to try and stop us. Yeah. Generally, what would happen is they would play their game and be confident that that would be enough. Now what's happening, teams are having to look at the way we play and try and set up differently to counteract the way we play. Therefore, the fact that we've got the the set piece in our locker is almost like a plan B, if you get me drift, which a lot of people always thought we never had. Mm-hmm. Um, Lee Darby says, Evening, lads. Minus, Sean, he says. Uh, on the back of Johnson's recent good performances, uh, is there any news on a new contract for him? On for who? Uh, for Johnson. That's why he says on um, the back of Johnson's recent... Um, uh, I think he only just signed one, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. I thought he did last Find year. Find that out. We'll let you know next week, Lee. Thanks well, no, for that. Quit, he said, I'll let's quit. not forget, Reet are out. Brady out. Uh, the headmaster asks me a question, just me. How can you run a podcast with the wet wipes? Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, not, not one of your biggest fans. Who? Uh, I'd point that out, Sean. The headmaster. Oh, yeah, he's not. Uh, no, he's not. He's a lovely bloke, though. To is he? Fair. He don't like me. He is. No. Well, you know, you bring out the best in some people, Sean. Yeah. Uh, can you ask? He um, he signed a contract to the end of tw- uh, summer of 2022. Who the headmaster? No, Ben Johnson. Oh, my, sorry. Um, uh, but I think part of his problem is very young, and, and you're not. Isn't it right? You only can sign a when you're. I think it was 17 at the time. Can you only sign a two-year contract when you're 17? All oh, right. Or before you're 18, or something. There, there is something on that. I, I can't quite remember. But, right. Um, okay, we'll crack on. Mark yeah. Reaper, or as we like to call him, Kevin. 
2019, so, he signed a three-year contract. Sorry, apologies. That's when he signed Which it. Which runs out? Yeah, 2021? 2022, then? 2022. Yeah. Well, that would be next season. This it is. season. Into this season. Well, that's given me a great idea. There you go. Yeah, another article. Another article. The Thanks. gift that keeps on giving. Uh, giving says, can you ask, Sean, please, why did the under-23s continue to play behind closed doors? Is this to save money? Um, they don't, Mark, is the answer. Cause, or do we play home games behind closed doors? My mates have been to a few of the away games, actually. I don't know about home games. We'll check that out, Mark. We will check that out. That's another story. Um, actually, here we go. Now, I knew we wrote a story, actually. Uh, last week, <laughs> I missed this. Oh, right. um, West Ham hold a two-year option on Ben Johnson with the go. player due. So they're going to activate that two-year clause to take him to 2024. So there you go. All right, there you go. Uh, Johnny Goodman says, Strange question me and my dad were talking about the Dinamo Tbilisi game. Although we lost 4-1 people, it was one of his favourite games. Uh, do you have a favourite defeat? In, in, which is a strange question. Mine was the Sunderland FA Cup 1992. I'm not sure that would be favourite for a defeat. Was that not um, Sunderland FA Cup 1992? I'm trying to think what happened that game. No, that was the Luton game where we were two up, lost three two. Arts and was playing for Luton. That was a couple of years later. Um, 92. Yeah, that was during the Bond scheme, wasn't it? Yeah. Brady out. Oh, no, that was that was a sixth round. That was John. Blimey. I think that was a 3-2 defeat as well. Or, or I think John Byrne was up front for Sunderland. It's coming back to me now. You're giving me nightmares. My favourite defeat has to be the semi-final in 91. It just tops Tbilisi. Tbilisi was a great night. You got a favourite defeat, Sean? Well, uh, I mean, my favourite defeat... <laughs> Um, is uh, the FA Cup final of 2006. I, I thought we'd done it. And Can I just point out, Sean? Yeah. We didn't lose the game. Well, what did we do then? I thought we did. I we was there. We lost the penalty shootout. We drew. <sighs> All right. But, you know, it, it was it was a dream come true, as I'm sure, you, to be there. Yeah. To be in a final. To think we've actually won it. And that... <laughs> bloody go at the last minute and then to lose on penalties was a cruel, cruel way. But, you know, it was a great day and, you know, although it's painful, it was a great loss. <laughs> and, and and to lose on penalties had no shame at the end of the day, I suppose. Uh, Jeremy Peters says, uh, fantastic, we're back. Yippee! Uh, was getting annoyed yesterday when Antonio was getting kicked about. I don't care what pitchers say. He thinks Romario, we didn't cover this, did something to four nails because he jumped up. I think he said to him in Spanish or something, get up, you donkey. Uh, six, point. uh, six points. Six points. Now, funny you should say this because, um, you know, we spoke about it, that this fake pitch, and I wrote a story saying, you know, four nails instant, go, uh, instant mm. goes viral about mm. someone faked a picture of him spitting. Yes, and yeah. I looked at the footage myself, and I couldn't see the spit. And I, I did this, and I'd agree with you. It was a, 
But you know what? Since I've written the article, lots of people have come up and said, I was there. That He didn't say something. He definitely spat at him, whether it was picked up by the cameras or not. Some other people reckon you could catch it on another angle of him spitting. I'm, well, I'm not look, convinced. I, I slowed that down. So did I. Frame, and I did it, you know, frame by frame. And There's no I, spitting, I, is there? You can actually stop it in the same position as the camera. Yeah, I agree. And there is no spit. So if he did spit, then it's possible the camera didn't pick it up. Then whoever faked that picture did the incident no justice. And people, and that's what people don't realise, mm. is that if you do that to try and prove a point, and it, gets, it can easily be proved a fake, you actually... Um, do a disservice it, it, to it did seem I mean it's very strange how he reacted um, maybe as you said if he said I think he said something in Spanish but I'll tell you what they were shaking hands at the end of the game yeah and I think if if, if I if mean lots Pablo of people were calling would, a, you know how long did um, did uh, Arthur Masuaku get for spitting four games wasn't it four games was it, was it? it was yeah. quite a, I think yeah, it was six it was, maybe it might have been six I don't think he was mm. spitting. I think you're right. No. Uh, Chrissy Mills, how are you doing? Chris says, do you think the ticket and concession prices are getting out of hand? The prices versus Liverpool are a joke. And why they are on general sale, they will go to scarces. That is a good point there, Chris, to be honest. What is they, the point? Th- there should be certain games where they don't do general sale. But you know now, you've, t- you've heard this. Well, they- yeah. They are. We're trying to increase the revenue to try and realise our, you know, push the club further. And you need more revenue. You can't put up if you can't put up the prices the, um, the season tickets, which we promised we're not to do. You've got to sell more general sale tickets. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Nigel. You know it, and I know it. You can't have it both ways. No, but the, but the club are doing it in a. You know, a Sarah Touches or whatever the word is. Uh, Why right. they're doing it a bit? It is a bit underhand for me. I think the prices, the match day prices, are a bit, a bit extreme. But let's face it. I remember back in the day, uh, before we left Upton Park. You know, it was like ninety quid for uh, a category A uh, yeah. band one ticket. So you know, let's let's not get this. We can all be wrong. sanctimonious and say it's rubbish that you know. Away the fans one thing are in I will home, say but can Chris, we all no, say? What I say Chris is right is is actually is they should on on certain games where you know like the Liverpool's, the Man United's, yeah, you know they're going to have a big foreign following, yeah, yeah, so a big London following, yeah, no general sale. All right, how many times have you been in the away end of another club? Um. Well, I haven't got enough fingers and toes. Exactly, me too. So we're hardly in a place to uh, start preaching about away fans going in omens, are we? But you know, certain rules. You don't wear colours. You sit in your hands, and you 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 just you you be respectful. Well, the foreigners, the 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 tourists don't know because they don't know the etiquette. Right, Amers Kev. Here we go. Look. I've caved and I'm listening again. See, that week you was away, Sean. We got one back and kept him. Unbelievably. <laughs> with Sean still running propaganda at a club. Why does the length of queues affect the quality of the search at the bridges? 
Will things only improve after a loon sets off a bomb? Who is responsible? Braid her out and ask her to take Sean with her. <laughs> um, that is funny. That, that is true, we though. We laugh with the searches. You know, searches. Come on. Actually, yep. though... But I'll tell you enough, a funny story, right? The One. bloke made me turn round and wave the wand round me back. And, and nobody else got spun round. Right. Uh, I'll thought, tell you a funny story. So I took my phone out, but I still had my keys and everything. So he's 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 putting it up and down, backwards and fronts, right? It's going beep, 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 mm. beep, beep. It didn't do anything. So he's just no. waving it. It's beeping. And he's just going, yeah, free go. Bloke and in front of me emptied his pockets out. I thought, I ain't fucking emptying my pockets out. And then my son, my son used to, it used to be that they don't do anyone under 16, but when they got the ones, they started doing it. Uh, and he just went, yeah, free you go. So, yeah. Right. Quickly, Lewis Allen says, out of all the players you've seen live at West Ham, where does Rice rate in your top 10? <sighs> That's a really good question. There's so many good players. Do you know what? I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to say it's got to be mid-table. It's got to be seven, six or seven. Really? I'm sure you're going to say don't don't figure in your top ten. But I'm I'm trying to be... Yeah, at the moment, you you know, at the moment... uh, I think when he leaves the club, I think it'll be a real evaluation time into... Yeah, I'm, I'm talking is. about not what they became, so I'm, I'm discounting people like Frank Lampard or Rio Ferdinand. Well, he's not in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. But I know, you're, you're <laughs> going to have Devo in there, you're going to have Bobby Moore in there, you're going to have Billy Bonds in there. Well, I'm not going to have gonna... Bobby Moore in there. No, you're not going to have Bobby Moore in there. Well, I never see him play for West Ham when I pick these lists. I always just right, okay. watching players I've seen play. Uh, you're going to have Phil Parks in yours? Yes, top 10, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Uh, I mean, Decanio. Decanio, absolutely. If Pyatt make your top 10? He, he probably comes in at 9 or 10, yeah. Yeah, he makes mine. Anyway. We'll, we're, when we've got more time, we'll have to do it. Yeah, that's that a good is, one. Bring that up again, Lou, yeah, that's, that's a good a question. question. Uh, Gareth asks quickly, do you think Masuaku's on his way out? Yes. He seems to be behind yes. Fredericks and Johnson. He's not fancied. Don't tell him, but he's not fancied by the manager. Right, and it, it'll which be, is a shame because he did a great interview last year, yeah. which was fantastic. He's going to go. He's going to go in January or the summer. But yeah, he's not fancied anymore. Shame. Mm. Uh, we've also got. So that's it uh, for uh, Facebook, is it? Well, we've moved on to Twitter. I didn't tell. You. Oh right. Um, <laughs> A lot of these have been Twitter, actually. Twitter exploded as well. Oh, uh, you go away for a week and it, this is what happens. Uh, hey, gang. I also think further to the above, it sparked an extra 5% out of the boys. Um, he's talking about the Romero incident here, Willingham. He thinks it sparked an extra 5% out of the boys and we scored soon after. Um, like the way that, although we struggled to create, we had a game plan that nullified Spurs. And which we haven't covered, all their players had a week off. Not yeah, yeah, they they did. they played a completely different team and lost, didn't they? Uh, they did. Um, who else? Loads of people. How are you doing on Super Six? 
uh, nightmare because I forgot the last two times. Um, Have you given up? People moaning, he says, people moaning right now are like the kids on the back seat whinging. The teenager that won't let you have a nice day. The world is tired. We don't want to hear it. I'm beating in Europe. Fourth in the league, he says. Enough is enough. Says <laughs> Mike, a Christian West Ham fan. Well, Mike, you're more than well going to be a Christian West Ham fan. Mm. God bless we you. We are the podcast that has the top people listening. Father John and Father Chris. Um, who, though Father Chris doesn't comment anymore, loving, still emailing. Do you get an email from Father Chris, Sean? No. That's good. There you go. <laughs> Bugger, just saw this. Did still buy Sean a drink in the bar after the game. Who's, who's saying that? <laughs> Stevie on Twitter. Uh, uh, I, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about <laughs> that. Well, uh, oh, I don't know if we should go there. But um, the sports club was busy. And when we arrived, I arrived with George and Mark and Keith. And um, after going past the party boat, or not party boat, sorry, the party uh, zone, uh, fan zone, whatever it's called. And it was really thumping. Anyway, we got there and Andy Reid, who's the chairman of the supporters club, said, right, that's it. We've got ten more upstairs. And, and we were the last uh, four well, six more after us, and the people behind us, and they they closed it. It was it was that busy, but I did bump into Russ, and I did bump into Len, and I did bump bump into Stell, and uh, yeah, and then I left. You know, I'll get my coat, and I left shortly afterwards. <laughs> it was it was it was chaos in there to get a drink, but it was good to see the. Uh, it's good to see the supports club being so well used, and I said that to Andy afterwards. Um, because I didn't have my, I still haven't got my card. Did you get your replacement card? Uh, I've not asked, but th- there's. Uh, mm. He's sending yeah. me one anyway. Oh, is he? Anyway, I, will ask. What, I, I tried to, ma- I tried to make a peace offering to Stell. Stell, my offer is open. What I said when I left, oh, I can make it up. Tell me what the price is, and and I'll do it. Don't be such a fucking arsehole. I think it's All right. language. language. Think bef- when you go forward, think, think. Before you press publish, think. Reread it. Send it to me and I'll go. Because <laughs> I you, as you know, I'm a pretty good judge of You don't things. read you don't read my stories. Well send it to me and I'll go yes or no because it's twenty quite stories a, few a day. Of the ones that twenty stories a day. Trouble, twenty stories I've a gone, day. Wouldn't be doing that, would 100, I? And 100, 140 stories a week. Gonna read that. Publish and be damned. Well, by 140 Jesus, you've been stories a week. A lot, aren't you? Hundreds, yeah. You're gonna read 140 stories a week for me. No, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, are we done? Um, yeah. Cause look, I want to thank everyone. I forgot to put a question up. We've been inundated. Um, everybody that messaged last week. Yes, we're all alright. Thank you for, for those that contact. Um, we just needed a week apart. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we nearly forgot, um, but obviously, uh, a little, a little bit earlier, uh, we caught up with uh, someone oh, yeah. we're going to hear for now, and we welcome back to more than just a podcast. It's Jonathan Ross, but not the chat show king, although his brother's a West Ham fan. I don't know if he is, 
but the Texan legal king and also West Ham fan, JR, if I can call you that. Welcome back to the podcast. 2-0, baby. Come over after two years and uh, I'm perfect at the London Stadium. One, one more to go. Now, you're not talking from Texas. You are talking from uh, a hotel somewhere in London. A hotel in a, uh, in a hidden location in London. We can't, can't, can't let people on as to where. Um, and the reason we brought you on, because we saw you last week, and we're going to talk about this. So we've known John for a long time. He's partnering crime with David Holdsink. Um, and uh, they usually come on as a pair, but, but actually John has proved, or JR as we're going to call him, has proved actually he brings more luck when he doesn't bring Dave with him or his children. So wh- why don't you and uh, uh, why don't you just maybe introduce of why you're here at the moment and what what your plans are? Sure. Well, I mean, I am here for one and only one reason. Uh, you know, God gave me seven home seven days with three home games, and I couldn't pass it up. Uh, the last match I was supposed to be at, and then wasn't because of COVID was March of 2020 away at Spurs. Uh, Nigel and I were going to go to that. Yeah. Uh, and it fell apart, right? Because of the pandemic. So I've been biding my time waiting. Obviously, last year wasn't a possibility, uh, even if they were letting fans in. Uh, but this year was just looking for the thing. I said, you know what? When, when Europa League schedule comes out, I'll find a good home match. Uh, and, and, and then you know, when I saw Genk and Spurs within days of each other, I said, that's it. That's what I'm coming for. Uh, and then we beat Man U in the cup and all, and, and drew Man City home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, it was going to be on Tuesday, tomorrow. And so I, I changed my flights and got a couple more days at the hotel. And then, of course, they moved it out to Wednesday. Uh, so no problem. Seven days, three matches, two wins, two clean sheets, uh, I'm I'm laying down my marker well, you, now. We're, you, we're beating you, Man City. I'm going to. You're go living for... the dream, aren't you? Because I know, obviously, I met up with you Thursday night at the Supporters Club uh, before you went in uh, to watch the game in in corporate. Uh, Friday night we're out. We're going to talk about it in a minute because we went to Gordon Ramsay's with Nigel, and there's a hilarious story there. Uh, and then obviously Sunday, Saturday, you were at the West Ham till I die golf day. Uh, with Ian Dale and, and Nigel and others. Uh, Sunday, Spurs. I mean, this is your day of rest, isn't it? Before, well, two days of rest. Days. Before, before you uh, are the lucky omen to uh, allow us to beat City as well. I, I hope it's a, a full hat-trick while you're here. Yeah, I'm ridiculously full of myself right now with absolutely no reason to be so. But, uh, you know, it, it literally has gone perfectly, right? Everything has fallen into place. We are playing, even when we're not playing particularly well, right? Spurs plays exceptionally poorly, and we find the one goal in the match. So, uh, you know, who knows? Man City yeah. puts out a week 11. Why not? Well, we talked about the games earlier, so I'm not going to talk too much about your thoughts on the game, although you can talk about uh, your, your your corporate entertainment and, and the stadium. I want to start with Friday night because you were very kind. I know you're a bit of a foodie like me, and you're very kind to invite us uh, to Chelsea, uh, bandit country, uh, to the Gordon Ramsay restaurant, which is a Michelin free star, if you don't know. And and for, for shit and giggles, you invite Nigel as well. And... Uh, 
Nigel, do you want to start with what your experience of fine dining was for the first time? Or do you want us to tell the tale? No, listen, you, you tell the tale because it, it, it will um, probably... Yeah, I'm not sure how I'd best to describe it, to be fair. Um, so let, let me start then, because let's get a little context here. I started going to this restaurant back um, when I was a young associate in the late 90s. Um, and I had uh, uh, one of the London insurance companies as a client. And I'd go and I'd work in the musty basement with boxes that had documents from the 1500s. Uh, this was Lloyd's. Uh, and then, you know, the Lloyds would pay for us to go on at least one or two good meals. And so that was my introduction to that restaurant. Uh, you fast forward a few years and Dave and I now are coming over every three or four years um, to do at least a mutual trip uh, to see some games. And I introduce him to, you know, the restaurant and that becomes our thing. Right. We go every year uh, or every trip. Uh, so when, you know, I wanted to sort of continue doing that, even though Dave decided not to go on the trip, uh, and I really wanted to sort of, you know, we all get together somehow, some way, but, you know, just do it a little differently, uh, this time. And, and I fully understood that Nigel was going to be like, why the fuck would I ever go to a place like that? That is so outside of of his experience and his, you know, comfort zone, comfort zone, but also just, you know, belief system. I mean, it's such a, it is, I I was a bit polite though. When I, when you sent your email. Yeah. You, and I turned it down. I was a bit polite than that, even though you have just read my mind. Right. You you said not my cup of tea or something like that. Yes. And 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 I knew that. Right. Um, but a mutual friend who also was there, um, I think put, put, put a few needles into you about doing it. And I just have tremendous respect for you doing it because there are many reasons to absolutely think that this is the most ostentatious, pretentious bullshit. Uh, Cause it is to some extent, you know, th- these type of places, but they're fun. The food is good. And then of course, you know, Nigel's approach to eating there was just hysterical and, and made for a fabulous evening. We were there for four plus hours, I believe. Yeah. Uh, just to yeah. put in context, right? Nigel, I, I knew obviously this was a setup that we were already going to go for the tasting menu, and um, what? Yeah, of course. I've been Jr. had spoken about it, but so Nigel rings me up and says, "I've read the menu. The only thing I can eat on it is a steak." Well, I don't say anything because because Jr.'s already said, you know, we're going to go for the, the, the you know, yes. just tasting menu. So you should put one thing clear, right? Nigel doesn't drink champagne doesn't drink wine, doesn't eat fish, seafood, whatever, right? So, <laughs> um, we start with a, a glass of pink champagne, don't we, John? We did, uh, and I think uh, I think the pink was new to Nigel, um, yeah. which was fine. And, and, and we did the wine pairing, so like every dish had so a, a wine. So it's a seven-course taster menu yeah. um, and, and seven wines, yeah? And, and Nigel, I think he took a sip of every single one, uh, all the wines. I mean, he absolutely... And quickly you know, washed it down with water. Of course. Well, no. Nigel washed everything down with the bread. I think Nigel would have to admit that the bread... <laughs> the sourdough was bread was nice. 
so we started off with some hors d'oeuvres, didn't we? They had some, uh, um, some like jellied fish, um, and some mm. bacon little hors d'oeuvres. Uh, how did you do with that one, Nigel? That was the sort of well, you've missed attempt. out the caviar with the egg, um, dip with the chips. No, that was second, that came afterwards, was it? didn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was oh, no, that came at the same time. You're right. Yeah, it I, didn't I, I had that bacon thing. Well, the first that, food, Sean was yeah. already drunk, so you have to yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah you're right. The, the hors d'oeuvres came as the jellied fish, the bacon little tart, and the yeah. uh, and and the caviar with egg, uh, with with yeah. some potato biscuits. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bacon tart. I had the bacon tart. Well, whatever it was, it was about the size of a fifty p coin. Yeah. So it just went straight in. And, and I that don't was, know that when we say caviar. bacon, it wasn't bacon. It was bacon sprinkles on top of stuff <laughs> that was yeah. caviar because it was really nice caviar no, by the way no yeah i wouldn't uh, I, I you know i had to look at it but then i just let the chip on its own yeah so so let's do a little bit of a a, a test of sean's memory not yeah uh, uh, not nigel i happen to have the menu in front of me um what was our first course it was crab cornish crab cornish crab it was beautiful and it was served in a in a Cornish shell, uh, crab shell, you know the base. It, it was, it was beautiful. Where did you know it come from? With, with some mousse on the top. How how'd you get on with that, Nigel? Well, the, the thing is, again, you're not done because he's ordered this. I've seen one menu, and then he goes, "We're not having that. We're having the surprise menu." And it's like, what? <laughs> and it's like you don't know what you're eating until they put it in front of you. So they come out. And they just put this plate, and the first thing you think, it's a crab shell. You're thinking, eh, eh, ain't happening. And they put it down. But, you know, I'm here, as I'm told, for the experience. And I'm looking at this thing. It was like froth. And I tasted it. And I suppose, yeah, Angel Delight um, was, was akin, but I definitely weren't touching that crab meat. But anyway, I was proud of myself that I touched that froth. Because uh, I did eat all the froth, didn't I, John? Did. Every so, single one. And, and, and you ate the crab meat, John. Yeah, so, John so this is meat. where it gets really great, because anybody who's been to these places know <laughs> the portions are teeny. I mean, you know, it's all about a little taste here, a little taste there. But if you have Nigel sitting to your right, you, you've basically got a second meal coming, and I was enjoying the hell out of that. Yeah. So, second course, lobster tail. Yep. No. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, no? <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was. Lobster tail. Yes. It was the oh, grilled right. native lobster with black fig, coconut, and oxalis. It was yeah. amazing. Amazing. What was, what was the juice or the jus that they put around it? Was that, it, was, it was a sauce? lobster sauce, I think. Oh, well, listen, as soon as they put it down, it was like, I ain't going anywhere near that. Though I did touch it with the fork. And and that was a step forward for me, just touching it with the fork. But as soon as I squeezed it and the texture, I was like, no, John, sort yourself out. There you go. <laughs> now, before we moved on to the next fish dish, I think, if I remember rightly, we had a little pasta dish with white truffles on, didn't we? As a little uh, um, intermediate, if I remember right. No, no, th that's exactly right. That's, that's when it came in. And... Uh... White truffle season is like six weeks out of the year. We happen to hit it. Uh, they love putting white truffle stuff on. This was just a little pasta dish. Uh, these, I 
actually think this is where pretentious restaurants do serve a purpose in life. Uh, eating something like that with white truffles grated on top is just an experience you just can't get anywhere else. Um, Nigel, however, has a different view. <laughs> this this gets right. This ain't no spaghetti bolognese, yeah, pasta. <laughs> this, what the sauce was another. They spoiled the pasta by putting fish sauce on it. <laughs> and you didn't like the, you didn't even try the white truffles do you know how expensive five thousand pounds per kilo well i did because i pointed out that john you left a sliver at the bottom of the plate oh, there's 50 quid's worth of thing there john you need to tuck in some and he did he thanked me for did you try uh, it did out. you try a white what, truffle the, the truffle mate i wasn't touching that no <laughs> all right for for time we did move on to a cod dish then didn't we no. i'm trying to remember Irish cod with golden Asietra caviar, potato, and juice gras. Amazing. Thank you. Mm. How, how did you find Very the good. cods, Nigel? Well, <clears throat> I don't eat fish, but I do like <laughs> a bit of cod at the chip shop. And believe me, that was nothing like you get out of a chip shop. <laughs> I tasted it, and it was like, I don't know what, it, it tasted of the sea. And I know it sounds funny, but like it was almost like I'd gulped a mouthful of seawater. That's what it tasted of to me. It was no, no, John. I mean, the the caviar, fish eggs, and no, no. Oh, it's beautiful. It did I, I will say, by then, I did cod on Friday the next day at the uh, after the uh, golf tournament, and um, we had proper fish and chips. It was proper fish and chips, and it was a it was like a whole fish. Yeah, you know, rather than a did you small not see what I had though, John? So uh, I no, I didn't pie. see it. What did you choose? Pie? I had the pie. Yeah, bye. Okay. I like the fish and chips. Anyway, we're going to move on just so we can get some other stuff in because uh, we, we know JR's got a very important court date. Um, we then move on to uh, it was a meat. We tell Nigel it's steak, right? But what was it, John? It was any hope park fallow deer or venison. Yeah. Bambi, as we said afterwards, after he took the first bite. <laughs> They bring it out and they put it down and we're looking and I'm thinking, here we go. It's a bit red. I don't mind that. I love a bit of, uh, you know, medium rare or even rare. I've been to France and, and whatever. And then they go, venison. And it's like, huh? And obviously Sean pipes up, are you eating Bambi? And I had to think twice, I must admit. But at the end of the day, when I've just seen three courses disappear and I've had nothing... <laughs> You know, I had to eat it. And do you know what? I learned, and it? I like a bit of venison. There you go. There you go. So, there you go. And if, I, if I had been a good host, I would have given you my venison, but I didn't. I ate yeah. Now, uh, did no, we move well, on to a fond? If I remember rightly, and I might be wrong here, didn't we move on to a, a cheese fondue ring after that? Or am I missing out one? Yes. Ooh. That I found that yeah, to that be... Was... The one thing that didn't mm. really work for me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, it it was interesting, uh, but it, it especially after the meat, it just it was a, didn't seem it to. It was a, like a cheese tart with some, right. and they poured some fondue melted cheese in the middle. How would you get on with that, Nigel? I don't mind a bit of cheese. Love a bit of cheddar and, and all stuff like that. That did not taste like any cheese I have ever eaten. That was foul. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it though, yeah. I did taste it, and yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on a bit wine, faster because it's not a Michelin star <laughs> more, review more Pellegrino. Uh, uh, podcast. But that, that was it for the main food. Then we had a sorbet. Then we had two uh, puddings. So we had a sorbet. Right. Let's do them both. We had a sorbet, right? Uh, right. And oh, then, that was the ice cream, wasn't it? No, no, no. And then the second one was the ice cream, which we told you was Viennetta, but it was, it had, um, oh, what? It had a hard shell. I think it's a gold leaf on it, and it had some sort of peppermint sort of sticks on it, and it was it was rather yummy. Was that gold, yeah, that, like I, real gold? Yeah, usually. I don't think so. I think it was they call it smoked chestnut, and I think that's what. Uh, oh, was it? They used to make that. And then we had uh, petit four at the end, didn't we? We didn't have a cheese dish. We were quite full by then. We had petit four. Yeah. Um, What's petty for? Or was that them little black? I don't know if you noticed the funny thing about it. Is that the little tart things? No, it, little it, sweets it at the, the end. Yeah, he's like, I picked it up, and I, I it was thought all gooey. it had a wrap around it. <laughs> so I flicked it with my finger. I don't think you spotted, and a bit of it broke away, and I realised it wasn't a wrapper. You had to just eat it all. So look, <laughs> uh, we won't go. But Nigel, look, John, I want to thank you for a tremendous yeah. meal it was great, a great experience night. but nigel i want to thank you for the entertainment because your face <laughs> if only i could have recorded your face as this dish came out you just looked in horror and just pulled a face if if i could have taken a picture well, of is, dish. i don't you know i'm not a, a, i don't understand food and it you know this is a fantastic restaurant i'm sure and there's all these well people and sitting there and you, you're so well served and looked after the yeah, service the is like under things and they, and they come excellent. out and they go into great detail telling you what it is i just didn't have a clue what Who, it was who's the maitre d i forget his name what was he is he known as he was some he French is bloke. he's quite famous he's, he's, he's been, been there for quite a number of years and uh he's I, a I will old friend of um gordon ramsay and and yeah the, the the chef was an uh, Australian chef, Matt Aby. To be honest, for a working class geezer from Glasgow, I think he needs to work on it a bit. <laughs> well, you did say right. Send that picture. Of yeah, the rate my plate. Rate I'm rate my to plate. Anyway, we probably want to know. It was a great night, and we had a really good bit of fun. And well done for being a a good sport. Maybe to how did the golf day go, boys? Because I didn't go to that. I know you had to be up early. We were there, as you said, at Friday night till very late, and didn't, it, I didn't get into one o'clock on Friday night. But you had how did the golf day with not, I, uh, with Ian go? I, I thought it was great. Uh, by the way, Jean Claude is the maitre d. Um, uh, Jean Claude, that's it, and has been there since early nineties. Um, I, I thought, yeah, you, you know, had to get up a little early to get the the tube and then the train out there. But uh, one, you know, it was it was a great temperature, right? It was in the upper 50s, lower 60s, which kept me. That's Fahrenheit for those of you listening who have no idea what I just said. Um, and it, it was I had a great time. Uh, we had a good threesome. I mean, my my golf was horrific, but we just had a lot of fun. Who did you have and, a threesome with? Uh, I was with Ian Dale and his friend Dan. <laughs> excellent threesome. They lasted forever. It was. <laughs> Really amazing <laughs> performance on both their parts. Excellent. I was a little low. Yeah, I, I think we called that a free ball. Yeah, <laughs> it might got lost in translation there, JR. But, but I'll, let me, I'll tell you this, and I'll let everybody else talk. Um, the best part of it was after, uh, was the lunch, and then talking and, and, and having some beers and just talking with most of the folks who, sh- who showed up this year were Nigel's friends from uh, West Ham uh, supporters, and these guys went back you know, 
to the 60s and 70s. I mean, they, you know, as, as young kids watching uh, West Ham and, and hearing their stories, uh, it was just great. That, that to me was the best part of the day. I thought, actually, John, being in Marseille would have been the best part of the day. Yeah, well, see, I'm not, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to talk about what's in your shed. Well, you, 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 that is true. You can't talk about what you read, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you could take, you could talk about what you had your picture done with. Oh yes, with the cup. Whose cup is cup? it? That's your cup, is it? That is my cup. Is yes. it a real cup or a replica cup? Well, it's not a real cup, is it? Because it, you know that would be bonkers and expensive. Yeah. Yeah. This is a. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, not a, a copy. Uh, what? Like a replica. A replica. Full-size replica of the FA Cup trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have had carrot and blue ribbons on, but I unwrapped them and they were too long and I didn't have scissors here to cut them with. So mm-hmm. it would have looked a bit silly just having carrot and blue ribbons on one side. So Now, before, there, there uh, are some golfers that listen to this. So I just want to go... What did you go? What was your round? I'm going to ask you to, and I'm going to ask you to reveal Ian's round. Um, Nigel, what did you go round in? What, what par is it first? Uh, I think it's a par 70. Okay, what did you go round in? 52 over par. <laughs> <laughs> JR? Uh, I'm going to give you what I went out in. In nine holes, I was a miserable 68 had no control over anything, would top the ball four times, started kicking it onto the green and counting that. Uh, but then I came, I, 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 coming back the last nine, I shot a 51, which was respectable at least. Had okay. some good shot. And Ian? I, mean, I don't know what Ian shot. He shot better than John. Uh, yes. Shot Ian, Ian done really well. But John took good grace because obviously he thought he would lord it about the um, Ryder Cup beforehand. So as he went to take his first shot, we all shouted abuse at him. <laughs> and that was, that was literally the only good shot I had on the front nine. Actually, yeah, you did have us worried there. <laughs> <laughs> you had, didn't, isn't it? There was prizes for first and last place, and neither of you got first or last place. Exactly. Yes, yes, there was, yeah. Who Sorry. won it? Who got? Who came last? Uh, Tom was the winner. Uh, as I introduced Tom before his first shot uh, as the, as the winner, yeah. Because um, Tom is a fantastic golfer. Yeah. And handicapped, he go. was handicapped and he still won. All right. Um, so that's how good he is. Everybody else wasn't handicapped. And uh, my mate Steve came last. I swear he played for it. I think he had a bit of inside knowledge. He, he played for the... the um... I think, I think yeah, because we, we had a, a, a keg of beer, a Kolsch beer from Germany donated by uh, EB, a German ammer who um, at the moment due to COVID can't get over it from Germany. Chomping at the bit, was going to come over. for. The, he always comes. He comes every year with the Spurs. Go, well, he's a season ticket holder. He, he goes to loads of games. So um, he's, he donated the keg of beer as long as the lo- loser won. And I didn't tell anyone. I was the only one that knew. Um, so when I added up the scores to find that he'd it, it, sort of got one shot more than me, um, I was I was most disappointed. Hmm. What was it was in aid of a good cause though, wasn't it? Do you want yeah, to yeah. We, um, my wife set up National Autistic Society in Farrett Branch where we live. About oh, I don't know, it must be approaching eight nine years ago now. It's all self funded, and they spend hundred percent of the money that they get on on 
events and taking kids out and parent workshops and everything else. So this money we were raising was to take kids to Panto. Sometimes the, the kids need to, like the families need to make a contribution, but we raised enough money. A lot to do with John as well. Um, we, we The kids ain't got to make, kids or their families, about 70, all going to be taken to Panto oh, in January. Um, all paid for from the golf day. And how much did um, you raise, or am I allowed to ask? Um, in total, I think it was about 800 that's nearly eight hundred. So it was pounds. only about eleven of you, or something. You were over that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Over a thousand. Was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well done, boys. I'm going to move on because I know I've only got five minutes more of Jr. Uh, you went yesterday. We're calling this on Monday. You were there in the Arnold uh, Arnold Hills Lounge, yeah, with your with, mate with, Derek. With Derek, who got Dave and I introduced yeah. us. So, to so West talk us through in your last five minutes before you have to rush off to court. Um, Talk to us about your experience um, uh, of, of Spurs, beating Spurs. We've done it again. Yeah, and for me, first time ever to be live uh, and see us beat Spurs. Uh, you know, I, I was really confident after Gank, right? But obviously that's a totally different kettle of fish. And, um, yeah, look, uh, nothing, the stadium will never be Upton Park. You almost always have to just say that. It never will. Oh, you you don't have to say that. You right? just feel obliged, but okay. You feel obliged, but, but, you know, we were playing well enough. We got the goal. The last 20 minutes, uh, that, that stadium was rocking. And when it became yeah. clear that for whatever reason, Spurs just didn't have it that day. I mean, we thought they'd come at us like a ton of bricks in those last 20 minutes and they, they really didn't. Uh, it was a hard watch, though. You got to admit, John, it was a yeah. bloody hard watch. Those it last was, it was hard, but 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 people were screaming and yelling all the yeah. way until the final whistle. And you know, the stadium was rocking. And look, this is the bet that the owners placed, right? If they can get these type type of days against top teams and finish fourth in the table, then that's the bet. That's the only thing that makes losing Upton Park palatable. And you know what? I, Sunday was palatable. It was a lot of Good. fun. Good. Well, I hope you're going to bring that luck on Wednesday. I'm joining you yep. uh, in the West Stand on on uh, on Wednesday. Um, <coughs> and let's hope you bring a, a more luck to us on, on Wednesday. And then you fly home to Texas, yeah? Yep. I'm going to do the treble and then fly home Thursday morning and uh, follow my Astros who are in the World Series. So. Which have been your Astros? They're not your Astros. Go Braves. Go Braves, by the way. I, I'm a Atlanta Braves fan. Yeah, you a... are a New York Yankee fan, so don't give us this Astro oh, rubbish. I've been a season ticket holder of the Astros for 20 years. Yeah, but you're a New Yorker, right? Let's, let's not pretend. Yeah. If you're the Yankees a, you're, are you're playing Texan. them, then yeah. Well, you called me Texan JR at the start of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what story do you want to go with? Um, I, I will be, a, if there is a game six, I'll miss games one and two. I'll be over here still. But I'll be at game six and seven if, if, if there are. Well, we might have to have a little friendly wager on this World Series. Oh, I am happy to. I am happy. Let's make it public. And just so you know, John, that now that Sean's come out as a Braves fan, that the rest of the podcast family is now rooting for the Astros. 
Yes, well, there you go. <laughs> it's got to be something that the other one has to wear, either a, a brave shirt or a, or a, a baseball and put it on. Yeah, so John has to yeah. put a Boston Red Sox hat on. Um, oh, hey. No, no, no. He has to put an Atlanta Braves hat on if they win. I, I can do a Braves a... hat. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Either that, you're going to wear a Liverpool jersey if I'm wearing a Red Sox hat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. Same owners, well, guys. I think we're out. I think we're out of time because I know you've you've got something yeah. on at uh, seven o'clock our time. But uh, thanks for spending some time speaking from your your swanky posh hotel secretly somewhere in London Park Lane <laughs> or something. And and I'll see you on Wednesday, John. Yeah. See you on Wednesday, Sean. Hope hope to see you there too, Nigel. Will do, mate. See ya. That was great, wasn't it? It was an experience. It was. It was. Let me tell you a little story while uh, JR's at court. We've got a little plan for Wednesday, right? So you know I'm going with him on Wednesday, right? Yeah. So what we're doing, right, is... Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't. I've told you, don't do it. No, we're we're going to make out he's he's a Texan Texan billionaire who's interested in investing in the club, right? And then we're going to call down Mr. Sullivan and say, I've got this Texan billionaire who might be interested in joining the club and, and, and have a little bit, a little tipple of sherry or something. Is that a bad idea? Yeah, I, I just, yeah, for me, <laughs> I, I think it's stupid. It's something you have dreamed up. <laughs> uh, um, like, like you thought it'd be good to invite David Golding to the box. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what you last know, time. Typical we with Jr. You, I invited yeah. David Gold into the box. You know, and I ended up walking out of the box <laughs> while that uh, was chatting and and everything. And yeah, I just think no, I don't. I don't see what what even for a laugh. You know, I actually do it because I think when he finds out he's been had, he might actually take a dislike for you at last. <laughs> so if you want to put you and your senior source relationship on a knife edge, you, you don't know who my senior something. source is. Anyway. Of course not, no. Um, I've been Sean. Uh, George has long gone. Nigel has been. Uh, I think it's a 2-0 a, a win to West Ham and then we'll beat Villa. Uh, oh, yeah. Nil. Predictions. I'll go one nil, one nil, one nil win against City, one nil win with J.R. Keatman, the luck for us, and a one nil win away at Villa Park. I've been Sean. Nigel has been exhausted, and the and the, the other Bucci and Canning Town Lynn are not here. Come back, Lynn. Come on, you Iron. Oh, no, I ain't Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Quite a bumper edition this week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.